0: never forget sexual posts
1: hey everybody welcome to running the light i'm your host david Cowsgard and with me as always is the other host of running the light i'm jeremy plum this week we talked to ian ager out of los angeles california about uh wyatt synax special brooklyn which is available on netflix right now and on spotify but i recommend watching it on netflix
2: it this one's worth the watch we go into topics such as building the environment as a character not heightening a bit for laughs and using your using your stage and medium to create new content
1: Yeah, it's uh it's a great conversation we go on several side side tracks as well so it's (laughs) yes it's real fun it's real fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. And if you want to find more from me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at David underscore cowsgard. That's K-O-U-S-G-A-A-R-D. Or you can find me at DavidCalsgard.com where I would post tour dates, but that's still not happening. Uh, Jeremy, where can people find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at PlumJeremy if you want to see pictures of my cat and me tweeting about said cat. Um, and if you want to find the podcast, you can look at uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace. Just look for the big red light. And now, after being bullied by our guest, fucking Patreon.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a Patreon now. What is the we, link
2: for that? Yep, it's going to be literally in the description.
1: Yeah, to check that if you want. We haven't figured out what the reward system is going to be yet, but when we get that down, we'll figure we'll, figure we'll have to figure it
2: out by monday Yep. Yeah,
1: yep 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 Yep. by the time All you're
2: right. listening there'll be something but <laughs> guys right. enjoy the show this has been one of my more our more fun ones and more just chaotically silly ones so enjoy the show like lemons and foods i just found out that i now have a grocery friend cashier at a grocery store that now just gives me the employee discount all the time because she knew me in high school. Oh, like, oh yeah, cool.
0: yeah. You know, you know what they call that? They call that a mutual aid network. Oh, you're I, you're you're part of a mutual aid network now. You you've got to figure out a discount to give that person.
2: When I'm at a gig, you get not all of my free beer because that's my payment, but like, you get a <laughs> sip. it's a five percent discount. Like you know
0: sure sure but hey percent percents are nothing to nothing to turn your nose up at uh especially especially nowadays my my motto now is just uh take the perks dude i'm taking it if people are offering if people are offering perks
2: you take the perks five percent off easy mac i'm in (laughs) yeah
1: is it sometimes a moral gray area? yeah maybe depending on what you're purchasing and what you're buying. But yeah, take 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 the perks unless
0: it directly contributes to harming others. How yeah. about that? That's a, that's I a buy more, easy a mac. More... Yeah, uh, that harms somebody. It, yeah, it does. Easy mac is what is that craft?
2: Um, actually, I buy the off-brand easy mac, so I'm doing some damage to me okay
0: i mean well no off brand means you're you're supporting like a smaller chain instead mm. of craft monsanto whatever yeah, a, uh, instead of just so,
1: di- directly ingesting chemicals into your body but like
0: you know that that feeds back into the the problem of like oh well you hate capitalism but you participate in capitalism yeah because if you don't participate in capitalism you die
1: yeah, i don't have it, a choice in the matter yeah
0: We all we all have to have to buy some things because the Mm. alternative is, oh, I just become a thief and thieves, thieves still get caught and put down right now. Yeah. Society I, still either... functions on that level because that's you... apparently the only level that will ever never go
1: away. <laughs> no, Roll for no. sleight of hand. We, Ian. We, we we like to we like to think we've come a long way and we have not. But yeah, you either need to become a, a or a really good.
2: <laughs> oh fuck! Wait, what's your deal? Di- what's your what's your uh? What's your dex? I rolled a
0: nine. Uh, I mean, you've you've seen me in person. I'm not a large man, or I'm uh, not a I'm not, I'm not like a, a stealthy person.
2: Um, fuck, that's a that's a twelve. Oh, you fell. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They catch. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. I say your dex is a plus three, and I feel like that's generous. I
0: feel I feel like my dex might be like only plus one. If That's that, okay. but my, my proficiency modifier is, is at least plus two.
2: <laughs> just, this... just Listen, I've threatened to make this a nerd podcast and I think threatens the right word. I've threatened,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but nothing has gone so full nerd of like, all right, what's, what's your actual proficiency bonus. And then I can talk about what hit points actually means historically. It was used by generals of like how many, I think, bat- Batista shots you can take. So, meaning statistically, Ian has one hit point.
0: I mean, I think statistically, everybody's got like one hit one.
2: point.
3: Yes,
0: like the the Celts at the height of their fury, maybe had two. Yeah, <laughs> but i I think if I think if you put three ballista at one man's torso, I don't know it's how fast he's, I don't know how fast he's going to be running at you from that point on.
2: No, no, but it's he'll, a range god. He'll still
0: he'll still definitely hate you. Uh mm. it's just his ability to act on that hate has been removed.
1: It's been diminished at very at the most uh, at the very least it's been diminished considerably.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even even if both of his legs are still functional, mm-hmm. uh when he runs, those javelins are still in him, and they do a
3: lot of damage internally <laughs> when they flop around. Yeah. <laughs> this welcome
2: so... to, welcome <laughs> to Running the Light, a podcast that's <laughs> always in progress. Which one day this will be a D and D podcast, and I have all of you to blame. Ooh.
1: We're we're slowly moving that direction. It's okay. I've been working on my uh, my spin off college football podcast, so. That's, that's when I leave. <laughs> not a mu- not not much to talk about this year.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to talk about. It's just it's it's more like you're covering labor
1: strikes.
3: Yeah. That's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> you might as you might as well just have like a a general socialism podcast that happens to have a sports angle. Listen, we're turning into that <laughs> faster than we
2: are turning into a
0: comedy podcast. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Have you seen comedy lately?
2: It's rather that or libertarian.
0: Look, it's it's over. the The front facing comedians won. The on, on stage comedy is, is gone.
3: Mm-hmm. The
0: Vine and TikTok and all those guys have been pumping out content for years, and you know stand ups mm-hmm. shit on them for decades. And well, not decades. They haven't been around for decades. Uh, but now it's like, oh, you. You, you don't have, you can't go to stages and perform for people in Tacoma anymore. I still have 150,000 followers that will watch everything I do. Like I said, the
2: best, yeah. <laughs> the best comedy show I've seen this year is Sammy Mowry doing a, what, how do we unhex the moon? Yeah. 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 PowerPoint. And that's literally the best thing I've ever seen. I go, this is fucking hilarious. It's great bits. It's great. Bits. Um, uh, Yeah. Uh, and some reason, I was reminded of that while watching this special. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, comedy needs to have more, maybe not just puppets, but like weird bullshit aside things that make mm-hmm. it fun. Which is why I liked Wrench's Throne, a show that was reviewed by Josiah last week as the worst experience he's ever done.
1: <laughs> Real quick before we get going too much, Jeremy, we should probably finish our introduction that we started <laughs> yeah, two minutes ago. <laughs> who, who,
2: who are we? I'm Jeremy Plum, your host and ringmaster. With me as always is the Robin to my Batman, David Cowsgard.
1: I hate it when you say that.
2: Fine, you're the speedy to my green arrow.
1: You can say I'm your Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and also, is uh, all from LA, Ian Ag- Agger. Agger. Uh, Agger. Yeah. Like someone who gets
0: older for a job. Um, <laughs> I, I guess in this analogy, I am uh,
2: Solomon Grundy? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it depends on the era. You're rather Red Hood, Oracle. Um,
0: I'm I'm just a large man with a penchant for limericks. So, Solomon Grundy. Solomon is. Grundy. <laughs>
3: Not
2: just that, but you could also be the mad hatter. Oof.
0: I have become a hat person lately. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. But
0: with what, with all the having to go outside to work out.
1: Yeah. Like what 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 kind of hats are we talking? Are we talking just regu- regular baseball caps or are we talking uh
2: Yeah, I'm a white dude. It's just ball caps.
1: Okay. And um, beanies.
2: I'm beanies yeah. all the way.
1: Okay, real Ooh, it's, real it's quick. Been too,
0: it's been too hot for beanies out here.
1: Uh, 'Cause I'm a, I'm also a hat guy. How many hats do you have?
0: Um, let's see. On the rack right next to me I've got one, two, three, four, five, uh, six. There is there is a beanie on my on my desk, but it's the beanie that I put over my webcam
1: at night so that the government can't spy on me while I sleep. <laughs> That's smart. You always gotta have your government spy beanie. Four
2: beanies, five baseball uh, caps.
1: So uh, uh is that all the hats that you that you have?
2: Yeah, I think there's like
0: a, there's, there's a, there's like a red Manchester United cap bouncing around in the trunk of my car because uh, I got it before I realized that red ball caps for men were ruined in this country.
1: Speaking as a man who also has a lot of hats and is a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan. Yup. Yeah, I yeah. know that plight.
2: Yeah, <laughs> my, um, my I, favorite hat was is a red corn husker hat with a white end that I got in like a small town Nebraska gas station. And I was like, ah, oh, my, damn.
1: My, my favorite is it's a red ball cap. And instead of having just the red husker end, it has Nebraska corn huskers written out in white script. So it looks exactly mm. like the hat you think it does. Yeah, yeah. Until I, I you got... get right in my face.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. When I, so when I, when I started wearing that hat, uh, in LA around like 2018, I would get a bunch of just like, man, it seems like everyone is like a hundred yards away. Really hates me.
3: <laughs>
0: and then and then when they get, Suddenly when they get to like five feet, they're like much more pleasant, but like I get a lot of
3: like mean stares.
1: Sometimes yeah. it's 10 feet depending on how good their eyes are.
3: Right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> whenever you can finally just make out the words that it's not the hat you think it is
2: i I hate those fake out hats like I understand you're being cute when mm. you when you write something that's like trying to like shit on trump supporters but that fear in my heart and in my gut while walking up to you or having to devil take not worth it not worth the fun <laughs> yeah it is.
0: So I mean I get it you're trying you're trying to like reclaim the phrasing but that phrasing has always been you know Nazi fascist agitprop phrasing.
1: Yeah. Right was, you it,
0: Yeah, exactly. It was it was fascist before trump it will be fascist after trump Mm -hmm. uh and you you at least have to have you have to wait until the fascist regime is no longer active and a problem using that language before you try and reclaim it as something else Mm -hmm. and even then the problem is like it just reminds people of hey remember that fascism dude now i'm doing it but for jokes aren't i
2: clever no one remembers all of those really funny Garfield swastikas that came out in the 1940s. Like, those just don't sell anymore. Also because Jim Davis was like a sperm in his grandfather's balls. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> That's probably his dad. I don't actually know how old Jim, Jim Davis is. I don't know. The most they know about Jim Davis
0: is he's, uh, he's still really insistent that uh, John doesn't eat sperm. Despite there being that ca- cartoon where he maybe
2: ate sperm. Yeah I,
1: Oh when he drank the dog cum. Yes <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, the funniest, that's the funniest Garfield comic that is not modded.
0: No. I mean at this at this point basically the only uh, the only newspaper cartoon that is the only the only newspaper cartoonist that I, I still sort of trust opinions from is Bill Waterston.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He got out of that game.
0: Yeah. He got he got out of that game and he's like, please don't make me talk about cartoons again. I just yeah. want to I just want to live my life and start a fire every evening to warm my bones.
2: <laughs> also the guy that does cause this is the guy who does um Are we talking about Dilbert? That was the other guy I was gonna bring no, up. No fuck was, that. No Scott who Adams, cause that fuck that code Who's that guy that just does the single panels? It's cows. Um, Gary Larson, Farside. Yes, Gary, yes, Farside. And he's done my favorite joke, which is it's it's just a cow standing in front of a shelf of poorly made tools, and the caption is just cow tools. And people <laughs> got so angry. He's like, what the fuck does this mean that they wrote in and then he wrote he then wrote in an opinion paper like, I just thought if cows could make tools, they would not be of high quality. And <laughs>
1: The, dude, the, the story behind the Gary Lo- the Far Side cartoon, like how it got published.
3: Yeah, Farsight's like, Far Side's great,
1: dude. I I I spent at uh, one day this week. I was in a I was in a weird mood, so I watched. Uh, it's usually what I do to get inspired. I watch uh, like little mini documentaries on YouTube about creative people to you know, I don't know, yeah. feel something. And so I watched one about Bill Watterson, Charles Schultz, and uh, uh, Gary Larson, and just the story of the uh, Far Side was uh, that that was crazy. It was crazy because the, he tried so hard for a long time to get a second newspaper after he got published in his first one in Seattle to take a look at it, and then the day that the San Francisco, I think it's the San Francisco Chronicle, picked it up is it like, hey. We love this. We don't want to run it once a week, though. We want to run it daily. And also, we're not going to just run it in ours. We're going to syndicate this to 30 (laughs) other newspapers across the country. The same day he got that news, the first paper that published him in Seattle dropped the cartoon because they got so many complaint letters that the cartoon was weird. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's how it goes my favorite far side joke is uh the the thagomizer joke
1: oh i love that one
0: because <laughs> yeah. uh they they had no word in paleontology for the club at the end of a, a stegosaurus tail uh so when gary larson was like and this is the thagomizer because Thag's not with us anymore.
3: <laughs> they're like,
0: they're like, wait, that is actually a pretty kick-ass name. And that's, I mean, that's the best thing about scientists is, like, they are also nerds. Yeah. So they're like, of course, yeah, it's the Thagomizer now.
2: Well, there's, like, a cancer-curing gene called Sonic Hedgehog, and people, like, the other people, tw- like, wrote it. I was like, maybe we shouldn't name it after a, a hedgehog, and it's still called Sonic Hedgehog, because, like, fuck it, it's funny. Yeah, because it's fucking great
3: yeah
1: the the the, the scientist who discovers it gets to name it that's them that's the rules
2: yep yep i i love scientific imperialism (laughs) i want to call things like i want to call things just the dumb if i want to be a scientist now at 26 go back to college and just call things like just the dumbest things oh man i want to call them pp and like i want that to be the thing that like cures the disease like hey you got pp in your blood and i was like yeah and you high five the kid while he's crying a little bit <laughs> oh
3: no <laughs> yeah, this is one
1: nope. of the this is one of the times that i'm really glad that college isn't free in america <laughs> I feel like that's the only thing preventing him from going and doing this right now. That, that
2: or i like, if, if there's like something in the testicles that keeps like, I don't know, like, I don't know, adds testosterone or like, I don't know, keeps your brain from shutting off. I call it pee-pee because pee-pee's stored in the balls. And then I get to run around with my degree. And it's like, I I did this. <laughs> I'm your god now. Uh
1: Okay, so the rest of the podcast is just going to be me and Ian. Um, <laughs> Jeremy has clearly snapped.
2: Uh, I like dumb shit. Listen, um, what are we talking about today, Ian? After twenty minutes, almost twenty minutes of bullshit. After after sixteen minutes of
0: riffing, um, <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna try and talk about Brooklyn, the uh, the White Snack album slash uh, puppet special from puppet uh, special.
2: Uh, from 2016
3: is it is it wow i
2: didn't know it it felt newer but also older at the same time it just Mm -hmm. and i'm going to talk about like what it feels like in a minute but i also want to ask the question 2014 where are you you from right now where am i from right
0: now um yeah
2: so uh i
0: i am still originally from uh north carolina right
2: um david where are you from
1: i'm from carter lake iowa
2: great uh i was born in like uh treasure island california but i grew up in omaha this is very brooklyn so i can't wait for all of us to talk about it and i hope there's someone from new york that gets pissed uh this is very new york but i like it it is it's a it's
0: a, very unique, it's, it's a very New York. It's it's a very start. Sorry, I can't talk right now. It's a very New York uh, special. But I, I like that he he does things to make it accessible to people who aren't from New York. So it's not just like, oh, this is a New York guy talking about New York and how it's it's changing and that makes him mad, because uh, <laughs> things things aren't the way things was was used to be anymore. <laughs>
2: but
3: it kind of Arf- is Arf- that Arf- because
2: this this album special feels i always say like hey what album or special do you want to talk about but it's always the same thing it's just interchangeable but this is this feels nostalgic but not in the way that like a nintendo product is nostalgic or like a film is nostalgic no this is like when i sit and i talk to my friends about high school and we talk about the shitty things as well as the good things like shit Things kinda suck, but it was wild back then. Like it feels that nostalgic.
0: It is it is not it is not rose tinted glasses, but it is definitely watching your life on like an old movie projector, so you can see it in like the (sighs) Mm -hmm. gritty aspect ratio with all the dots and shit. And you're just like, "Ah, I can't even tell what the fuck is happening, some of these frames. But I I like it, I think. I have no (laughs) choice but I have no choice but to like it, because this is my history. Yeah. And if I yeah. if I hate if I hate that, do I hate my entire identity? What is time?
1: That, <laughs> and with the that yeah. that is that is something that many people, uh, including some people who might be on the show right now, are currently trying to work out in their lives. Yeah. <laughs>
2: they, uh... well, I just know I hate it. So, like, I don't know. And with the we said puppet special, it isn't just puppets. Every now and then, when he tells us specifically. Visceral story or a specific, like really weird story. We zoom out, and then there's puppets, there's cardboard cutouts, there's live there's people.
0: A, there's a stagehand in all black, like changing the set decoration yeah. around as, and, as the the little vignette plays. And there's and a little like Wyatt Cenac puppet.
2: A <laughs> Wyatt Cenac Muppet. Um, it's Basically, a Muppet. Yeah.
0: It's it's a it's a very Jim Henson puppet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I was like what does this remind me of it reminds me of a tool a toy box for some reason like all these random things that are your memories like collagulating with each other to form these weird stories and it's yeah. it makes while it's still incredibly accessible to it to an to a, to a nebraskan an iowan and a californian or a north carolinian if Brooklyn still feels like a character. The city and the town and even specific neighborhoods, like Crowns Point feels like characters. They you you get the flavor, you get the in my head, the colors of the sounds of everything of this town or of these neighborhoods come to life in these. Not necessarily hilarious stories, but just really engaging and funny and weird stories.
0: Yeah, and I, I like I like the choice that they made to do it uh, with those bits. Not necessarily for like the gags that need extra visuals, but just to like just for the gags that need maybe some atmosphere to set it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's so that you can do like a set piece on a separate stage. And have it just be like this little sketch instead of having it be like, oh, well, so now instead of humping the stool, he's gonna show some puppets fucking. They right. Don't, they don't do they it don't... in that like cheap way. No. Um, and at the same time, like using using the neighborhood of Brooklyn as a character in the in the in the special is like that's classic Brooklyn storytelling. I mean, that's what Spike mm-hmm. Lee did with Do the Right Thing. Is that? Or neighborhood- Spider Man. Yeah, or or I mean, Spike Lee didn't do Spider Man, but yeah. I no, can't, I can't, you, you Yeah, it
1: you you do see that a lot though from New from a especially it's New a, York.
0: It's a very New York. Yeah. Uh, filmmaker thing to do. Yes.
1: Yes. And you, I don't know, you sometimes see people do it with like Los Angeles, but not nearly as um, much.
2: Once upon a time in Hollywood, I think did that. Um, and that's the only good thing about the movie besides. I would say some of the dialogue, but yeah, hard, hard agree. Hard agree. Uh, yeah. when, when, <laughs> yeah.
3: when, when films set in Los
0: Angeles, put Los Angeles things in there, it always feels like you're
3: pandering to the Academy or the yeah. Emmy
1: screeners. It, it, yeah. it's like, Dr. Hey, Potter. you, you like
0: Musso and Franks. Do you like this movie <laughs> that features shots of Musso and Franks? please like yeah. this movie we spent so much money on it
2: this one no once upon a time actually they messed up historical portrayals of how people act to the point of you could have called it baron bates and it would have made the <laughs> yeah. exact same amount of difference but then like no this as as i was watching it in omaha spending a week in la and I go oh yeah i actually been there and i realized oh it's all a set it's like shit. Yep. That's the only good thing I could say about that movie.
0: <laughs> it's all it's all a set. Uh so I I saw once upon a time in Hollywood in theaters. Uh like the weekend it came out because in, in Los Angeles back when you could do that, that was the thing to do, and people are psychopaths, so that's sure. what we did. Um <laughs> So I saw it in theaters and the like the climax of that movie where uh, a dog is just like eating the shit out of this teenage girl. Yeah,
2: Uh, that's cool. And
0: and, well, the entire movie theater is laughing and I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? Who are all you people?
2: Tarantino fans. Tarantino fans. There are specific type (laughs) of Tarantino fans. There are Tarantino fans that love the fast paced dialogue and who loved his old editor before the editor passed away. whose name escapes me. Really fast-paced scene cuts and uh, really interesting storytelling. And then there's quote-unquote Tarantino fans that just love their violence. Yep. It's like yep, yep. you rather you rather really love Jackie Brown and the first two thirds of Reservoir Dogs, or you really love just violence. And I go, I like just violence too. Look, Tarantino can write some amazing dialogue and doesn't need to have violence in it. Um. And I, fuck, I, it's annoying when violence is just shoved into a Tarantino film. because yeah, scare. When, when it's just shoved care. in.
0: And, like, my 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 chief complaint is that a lot of the violence that's done, like, people are like, oh, but, like, they're the Manson family. So, like, it's okay that violence is being done to them in that way. And I'm like, I mean, but it's established that the people who are doing the violence are bad people themselves. You get mm-hmm. that from the whole Bruce Lee scene and from the implication that he maybe killed his wife. Um
2: which reminded and, me of an old Hollywood story, and I forgot there was. Uh, I my mom used to tell it, but there is a story of a Hollywood actor who drove out into a boat with his wife, and then the wife never came back, and she quote unquote fell, but everyone knew she hated the water and hated uh, swimming, so there'd be no reason she'd be on a boat. Okay. And it was like, one of those stories. Yeah,
0: it's and, it's 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 that it's an allusion to to that whole thing to a better um, story. Yeah, but my my thing is like. The, the film relies on the audience already knowing the whole story of the Manson family before yeah. you sit down to watch it. Like, the film doesn't do mm. enough of the heavy lifting to justify that. Yeah. Uh, where you don't have to do that with the bad guys in Django. You don't have to do that with mm. the Nazis in Inglorious Bastards because everybody knows how bad the American you know, South and the Nazis
2: were. I'm going to argue. Yeah. You know what? I think you needed to put a little bit more effort in. How bad are those Nazis? Maybe maybe double down. Maybe let's let's give an extra hour. How bad are those Nazis again? I feel like we need to. Do you, do you want
0: do do you, do you want the movie to be an even longer slow burn of exterminating Jews for the first like hour? Oh. Just, just show Hans <laughs> and would... end up going to like three or four
3: dairy farms and doing yeah. the
2: same
0: thing.
3: <laughs> okay. I
2: think we get it after one. That seems amazing. I'll admit to that one of the best scenes Tarantino's ever done. Yeah, that that whole film is a masterpiece. It's great. It's, but I would love it if Tarantino maybe stopped the film and was like, "Hey guys, I just want you to say, don't root for him."
3: Yeah. Like, eh, listen, I, all right, that's that fucking cool, right? That, ah.
0: that is a that is a hope that like after <laughs> after the after the revolution is is fought and won, we will we will have to go back to a lot of the films that like. Have white supremacists in them and explicitly like cut and have the director come out and do like the Captain America sits in the chair and is like, hey, (laughs) so that scene was pretty intense, right? These white people are not
2: to be looked up to,
0: they are Mm. bad people.
2: Except
3: for like
0: Indiana
2: Jones, (laughs) because hey, you know how it was cool that Nazi's head got ripped open by a plane? fuck it, that's fucking cool. And, like, oh, yeah. Steven Spielberg walks away it's like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, at the at the end of Raiders of the
0: Lost Ark, after they all, like, get melted down by the Ark of the Covenant, Steven Spielberg's like, hey, if you're a Nazi, we're going to do that to you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, it's <laughs> th- cut. I, I, think
1: that, I think that was the biggest problem. That's the biggest problem with some of these Hollywood movies when they do cast these white supremacist Nazi, what, you know, whatever the role is, whatever the character is. You got to stop putting such charming, likable people in the roles like Christoph Waltz playing a not like he's just a likable dude. Yeah. Maybe don't show the likable dude wearing a swastika on his arm. Make it somebody. Yeah, that's, who that's, should- what,
0: that's what we should do. We should only let ugly people play Nazis
1: in films. No, I mean, on. like, just just <laughs> just, just note like noted pieces of shit. Like, let's make Kevin Spacey play all the Nazis. And he doesn't get paid for the movies. Make,
0: make Kevin like Spacey has... play every every like Nazi officer, and every scene he's in has to end with him getting
1: shot in the face. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, hey, hey.
2: <laughs> I don't condone no pay. Minimum wage is fine. Yeah, he'll get
1: he'll yeah, get we... the same rate as the extras.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll get the and same. that means also not a SAG credit
1: yeah yeah
2: if he gets the same benefits as extras not a sag credit
1: yeah and we just get to watch him get shot in the face over and over <laughs> oh, right. and over and over again and then people are going to be like yeah those people are piece of shits and most likely pedophiles so <laughs> there we go <laughs>
2: Anyway, Brooklyn. Problem solved.
1: Uh, <laughs> We're talking about a comedy special here.
2: was um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, humor in what we said. There um, was.
0: <laughs> I,
1: I mean, we did jump coast for a good five minutes there from Brooklyn, too. You if
2: you're a new comic who lives in Iowa, first of all, I'm really sorry. If you're a new comic
0: anywhere right now, uh, my heart goes out to you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
2: You Here's the thing. If you just started in 2020, you get to use next year, this is my first time out for a cheap applause break, you get to use it again when we come back. You know what? You get it. You get yeah. that cheapo. You get it.
1: Yeah. You, That's fine. You get, you get the benefit of doing it for a little while, but you get to say this is technically – My first time. You don't
2: have to qualify. You could say this is my first time and everyone gets an applause break. But you can only get it once in twenty twenty one. Remember that. Get it once. You only get it once. Save it. Save it. This episode's brought to you by Quibi. Um (laughs) (laughs) Please
0: give Jeffrey Katzenberg more money. He made
3: Trek. It's Quib.
0: It's Quibi.
2: He it's made he,
0: he made he made Shrek and uh The Road to El Dorado and
2: other other films, I'm sure. <laughs> Pro- I think he worked on Prince of Egypt. Hey, do you want to see a bunch of celebrities kind of half-assed their way through Prince of uh since The Princess Bride? Quibby. <laughs>
0: we're do- we're doing it.
2: Reno 911 is there.
0: Uh <laughs> 911 is there and is, is worth your time for the free trial if you liked that show in the beginning. Because uh, yeah. it's it's back and it's got some good bits. It's got some but, good bits. But uh, yeah, free free trial with a burner email because you don't want Katzenberg having your real info. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just uh, just rip it to your hard drive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I also I would also just use the uh, uh, since I own the login information for this podcast, which by the way, please email us at runthelight at gmail.com Fuck it, that's my burner. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the podcast email no. shouldn't be your burner email. A we burner, need that. Uh, yeah. Also, also, now now that you've told everyone, it's no longer a burner. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, you can still email me shit, but like, hey, why is uh for Dave who has the login? is like, hey, why is there a bunch of porn bots on? And it's like, oh, Jeremy really wanted to see quitting shit. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: he he. You know, the ads. The ads said he wouldn't believe how quickly the game would make him
3: come. <laughs> so he
0: decided to take him up on
2: it thirteen times. And I'm a fast
1: boy. I
2: knew <laughs> it made me come fast, but I wasn't surprised.
1: <laughs> That's because you didn't put a stopwatch on it, man. You a-
2: I did. Why do you think I have this calculator watch? That's. <laughs> like, I knew, but, like, come on. Like, just. I, I wasn't surprised by how fast. What I was surprised is that this GIF of Peter fucking Low is surprisingly well animated. Anyways, White's Next, Brooklyn. Um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Fucking seamless. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a bad.
2: We've had a bad habit of certain episodes like we just dick around too much and not talk about the intricacies of what makes this work. I like, feel like but- we've I feel like we've had like 5 minutes of good analysis of the
0: special so far and then the rest of this has just been the minecart segment from Temple of Doom. We're just careening <laughs> around
2: with a bunch of skulls screaming at the top it's, of our we're the Disney park version of that ride where it's just a lot of flash, no substance. Uh, but yeah,
0: White's next Brooklyn is uh, is a
2: great album, uh, great mm-hmm. special. The uh, beginning and ending reminded me, for some reason, in its deliverance and in its chillness, of Mitch Hedberg. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot of Hedberg vibes mm-hmm.
0: there. A lot of Hedberg
3: um,
1: vibes. S- Sinek definitely has a, that very. I don't know. It's not a very. It's not a huge energy, but he's still that's it's just one thing every time i see somebody like him perform somebody who has low energy but is still able to like drive things home and yeah it hit is that emphasis like it is it is mostly understated he does have
3: screamy bits but they're like john mulaney screamy one, bits, yeah screamy bits. yeah yeah. Oh no,
2: oh, two, two. Yeah,
0: there, there's a couple. There's a couple. He yeah. does, he does yell and stuff, and he does, he does do some physicality. But uh, because he starts in such like a an understated place, I think those moments do punch a little better.
2: Mm-hmm. It feels like nothing's heightened, like in a good way. Like a bad comic, nothing heightened. It's just I'm telling a joke that I told my. I'm telling a story that I told my friends, and that's shitty. Yeah, but that's it.
0: He he knows he doesn't have to like exaggerate it. It feels it feels a lot more genuine.
2: Yeah. The Doorman story. You could argue the screeny bit is heightened, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels like a, a culmination in a story.
0: Yeah. It it
2: definitely feels like an earned moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a good way to do that, and it's it's one of those things that you can't if you're a new comic. It's like being a quote-unquote, and it rolls my eyes. I'm, I need you all to know who's listening. I am rolling my eyes. A truth-sayer comic. You can't do that in the beginning. It's one of those things that, like, that comes that came from Wyatt years upon years of just telling stories on stage, doing corresponding bits on a daily show, and stuff like that it comes from years of experience and to the point where he, he does callbacks, but they don't feel like callbacks. They feel like in, they feel more like in jokes than any did anything else. Yeah.
0: And the, the best, the best comedians always do that is they just sort of, they make you feel like you're, you're just standing around talking in a circle. Yeah. Right, it just it feels like it feels like talking talking with your friends. It's just, it just your one friend like is that. talking for like an
2: hour, and it being in a basement really helped. I think like it it feels like chewing the shit,
0: like yeah, not right? at a
2: comedy club where you're trying to win the best story
3: competition.
0: But yeah, like... and that's that again. That's that's part of part of the 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 Brooklyn attitude because it's not they're like ah, we we didn't want to do this at caroline's or whatever we we did this at union hall this is literally the basement that does like spoken word poetry every other night of the week yeah just just cram them all in there um and i mean he says he says right up top you know i i wanted to do this and like put it out just to just to prove that i could get people here so you're here yeah. so so i almost don't have to do anything at this point like hooray i did it i got butts and seats <laughs> now feels- now let's just talk and have fun and that's that's the beauty yeah. of the special
2: it 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 feels like personally the show i always wanted to do my dream show is like there's a jazz guitarist or a or a musician in the background playing and you're just you're telling your stories, but everything feels like a low vibe and everyone's just chilling. And that's what this feels like. And there is a way to do that. And that is you show the weird discrepancies of the world, of the silly things in the world. And one thing he focuses on is the silliness and weirdness of gentrification while still making it important and sad. Like I literally had a ping in my heart when said, hey, somebody somebody also came in with a petition yeah yeah in her apartment now
0: yeah it's funny the the last the last person who came around with petitions like this uh,
2: you live in her place now <laughs> and it's and he didn't even say the race of the person now and then but you knew mm-hmm yeah and it hurts but it's funny and the mayonnaise shop is funny and the kids toy store is funny because like there's these weird and I don't think Brook, Brooklyn is the only town that has a character Omaha has a character. It's just sad vagabond. But you can Yeah.
1: Every every city has a every city has a character. It's just a lot of the cities are background extras. Yeah. Yeah. The,
2: the, you the, can make the genius, Omaha funny. Yeah. The,
0: the the genius loci or whatever, uh, they, yeah. they called it in the in the classical era. But every every place has its own sort of sort of energy. Mm. I, I mean, I didn't even go to college for the Latin. Uh was, <laughs> I was that was stupid ass A P classes in high school. Oh uh, that sucks. That's That's fine. Was religious it's, AP. it's fine. Uh, both my Latin teachers were uh, very influential and have both died in the past year. So. Yeah Ooh. Super, Ooh. super fun. Butter. Don't don't worry about it. Uh, so, why in- so why it's an Brooklyn. So why it's an Brooklyn? Um but uh it's a uh, i mean i think that's part of the reason why he tries to make the the city itself uh a character in the in the album yeah. because the the city itself has changed so much even just in the last 10 years
2: it has and every city i think is constantly ch- i think Om- well, omaha's changed in the last 30 years we move slow um I mean, my my
0: hometown is Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and that town has changed a lot in the last 10 years, but they really don't want it to. Like, all the the old people in town don't like the fact that UNC is right there and wants to make all these changes because that's where all the money and all the young people come from and come around for. Uh, Like, it took us... It took us a long ass time just to get a Walmart in town because, like the NIMBYs or whatever, were like, "We don't like no big box stores. Don't you put them here?" So they put it like just outside the city limits,
3: mm-hmm. and now
0: there's a whole second town growing up around the Walmart. And it's yeah. like, well, where do you think your property taxes are going? They're leaving to go live at
3: Walmart, dude.
1: Which is, which is it, that that was Walmart's strategy from the beginning. Yep, yep. Like they would they would go to they would go to towns who like they would have rules like hey businesses that are not you know bars can't be open past a certain time walmart would build just outside of the city limits be open 24 hours a day next thing you know all these mom and pop shops are gone because the walmart is still within driving distance and it's open 24 hours yeah like yep. that, that that's the, that's the story of walmart so and most of them eventually did have little suburbs and little towns spring up around them.
0: Yeah, and like my my hometown is a fairly progressive part of North Carolina. Like it's mm. the little like blue liberal bubble in the triangle. Um, Welcome, but, Omaha.
3: But, yeah, but
1: most college towns.
0: Yep, yep. Most most college towns.
2: We've got. I was going to say Omaha not a college town, but I realize what's U and O.
1: Yeah, U U and O Creighton. We have a couple of colleges in here.
0: Yeah, we've yeah. got we've got three of them like Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where all the the student population is. That's where all the young people go. Um, but like this is still a state that has like laws on the books that like oh well if you want to serve alcohol you better have a, a kitchen to serve food, otherwise you have to be a private mm-hmm. members only establishment. Like their their liquor laws are like that level like
1: old and stupid. The the. the sure prohibition is uh is no longer on the books but we're gonna try our damnedest to make it as hard to get booze as you human as humanly possible that kind of yeah i mean this is the state
0: this is the state that birthed nascar after all
1: yeah yeah (laughs) the there's i don't know i like you see the you see changes in towns and i think that's one of the things that why it it's it's not even so much in like towns and boroughs, so much as it is neighborhoods. Yeah. Like, may, like smaller, just a neighborhood will change much faster than, uh, hell, even a borough as a whole or a city will.
2: He talks about Crown Point and how Crown Point Crown, never yeah. changed. Crown Heights versus like, Crown Heights, yeah. Where he yeah. Lives. And it's like those things never change. And someone's saying, well, I live in, I live in Council Tucky. What's funny about Council Tucky? Take a step back. What we said though with your life, like look at the little weird incons- inconsistencies that happen in your day-to-day. You could take that a step farther and go, fuck, isn't it I don't know anything about Council Bluffs, uh but Omaha, isn't it weird blank? Uh we have Blackstone, we have this, and you could there's little inconsistencies and little weird shit. Cameron Longston made an incredibly funny sketch, which I'll link to in this in this podcast uh talking about all the funny little things about omaha oh so it's just redneck farmers no no we have gentrification too there's at least three distinct areas that have become hubs for ipas local stand-up comedy and skyrocketing property values do we
0: have professional sports no and we don't want them because we want to be in college forever
2: because in college you could drink beer eat beef nachos and get married at 22 years old to a boy started dating in middle school which a lot of people from omaha do and i'm even in it and i still get messages two years later saying hey he's making fun of you and I go motherfucker who do you think he texted to get that picture
1: <laughs> yeah but no the uh oh, god damn it i'm having a day today I, I lost the point again i lost the point that i was saying uh Ian, pick us up. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: Um. <laughs> it's, it feels wistful and nostalgic and sad and happy. But it's, it's, it is, it's, it's
0: an admission that uh, not everything about the past was great like no. you know he, he talks about he talks about his grandma's uh, apartment in crown heights and like you know that building had a super and her name was still on it for 15 years after she died like nothing <laughs> nothing gets fixed there
2: but then you focus on the funny part of why it's shitty it's like hey i got robbed and like no one told these kids they can venture out and like rob people a couple blocks away.
0: Yeah, it's like you're 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 robbing me, but like we live across the hall. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I know I know where my
2: stuff is. <laughs> it's it's the funny like last week I talked about getting uh, my car repoed after a show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Fuck that sucked. Yeah. But if, if you look at it and go, oh, it's really funny. He critiqued. He texted me after he took my car and told me why the show sucked.
1: Yeah.
3: The repo and
2: he mind, was right, yeah. and I was like, "Dude, you got my car. You won. Like you're the first heckler to do it. You won. <laughs> you won.
0: You're wow, done. That's, that's incredible." So the repo it, guy, the repo guy watched your set and then was like, yeah. "I'm here to take your car." And then afterwards, like, "Hey, uh, I got some punch ups for your jokes."
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. No, not to the like, hey man, the format of the show, it's a little slow here, and then I was like, fuck. Can I have my car back? Yeah, like don't
0: don't don't take don't take my livelihood and <laughs> fuck with like my core concept. Like that's
2: You're you're like the king booker producer. Like you have a you can you can make a bringer show. You seem like that type of shady asshole. You have a whole future ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Just well, make bringer shows.
0: Here's 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 uh here's a little a little thing that might uh, shatter some paradigms. What are bringer producers if not repo men of jokes?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. A Bring
0: a bringer show producer is just a repo guy who
3: takes ideas instead of things.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I hate that because you're right. Yeah, he doesn't steal anything
0: tangible. He just, you know, he'll make your friends like you a little less.
3: And then <laughs> start
0: doing your jokes when you are no longer useful to him.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I hate them. Um, they're like oh. the landlord of people. Um, uh, I mean, landlords but, are landlords. No. No. <laughs> no, landlords aren't people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Land, landlords don't have a job, but they are they are still fundamentally human beings.
2: They're yeah. leeches.
0: <laughs> they're they're definitely leeches. I'm not saying
2: they're good people. No, they're good people. They're not good people, but they're people. They're people. I, uh, and you got
1: you got to remember you got rem- to remember that monsters are people. Otherwise, it takes away from the fact that they are in fact you know doing things that a normal everyday person. Can Look, if, I, if, I want,
0: if I want a reminder that monsters are people, I'll play with The Witcher 3 again. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it from other stuff. Listen, listen.
2: I still have Reddit for some reason. I know monsters are people.
0: People I can milk sweet, sweet karma and upvotes from. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I can't wait for this to be posted on Reddit. I was like, "This guy's a soy boy," and I go, like, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, you know, they've done studies that like soy isn't a is bad for you, right?
2: I can't tell if you're joking. <laughs> I can't tell anymore. Am I? <laughs> so
0: Wyatt Sinaxbrook. <the> <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: um. I, I want, do... talk...
2: yeah. Go ahead. I want to talk about how do you make a joke funny without heightening? Because that feels like, that feels like the butter to your mashed potatoes, or the cream to your mashed potatoes. Vital for it to exist, but it doesn't have to be. Like Hedberg never heightened. Uh, why... Hedberg. What Hedberg doesn't heighten. David doesn't not shut the fuck up. <laughs>
1: Jeremy doesn't pronounce a single name on this podcast. It's called a runner. Right? Never it's has, never runner. will.
2: It's called a runner.
1: We should get a better runner. Yeah,
2: that's fair. <laughs> um, but like, how do you do a joke without heightening? When, it's... so when, when I was,
0: uh, cause I, I came to, to stand up, uh, from the world of improv first. Um, yeah. so I, I have always been a black sheep, I
2: guess, uh, <laughs> Mm -hmm. I will admit, Larry Smith, who you know, in front of the the show, on his podcast, he interviewed Patton Oswalt, and Patton Oswalt brings up every comic should do improv, and I stand by that. Uh, As much as people want to sit on improvers, and rightly so, but you gotta do improv. It helps you out as a comedian. Improv is so helpful
0: for your delivery, um, mm-hmm. and is is so helpful uh, just for for spitball exercises to come up
3: with weird premises and help yeah. you
0: see things in new ways. Um,
1: yeah. It, it or, flexes a different. It works out a different muscle that you normally don't get to do when stand yeah. up. It, that it, helps It, it you... creates.
0: It creates different pathways in your brain that make yeah. you think in new
1: directions. It um, it, it, wonderful... it opens up a new possibility for the joke that you're currently working on. It's a joke you've been stuck on for years you just can't figure yeah. it out you you know now, you work out this improv muscle and all of a sudden being, now you're like oh i don't need to do this i can do this this and this with it and,
0: right yeah now being on an improv team and having to do improv shows uh don't do that to yourself don't do that, <laughs>
3: don't do that to I've done it. it's painful it's don't
2: painful do, don't do that to yourself um uh, but you know that comic that was well, the minute they get tripped up by somebody they get mad and they never find their place again
3: absolutely After,
2: Ask them their opinion on improv. It's gonna be negative, and they'll hate it, and they say I've never done improv.
0: Yep, they're they're just gonna become uh, a little like toxic mill of sawdust and just like choke and sputter for a bit. Yep. Um, but my my point about improv is uh, in in improv classes. Um, one of the, I mean, the first thing you're taught is like yes and and whatever and all that. Right. Uh, but the most the most important improv lesson that I got is that uh, the key to pretty much anything that's funny is uh, pattern repetition and breaking mm-hmm. of that pattern. The, yep. yeah. the two parts of, of comedy are repetition and contrast. So you have yep. to establish a rhythm. You have to let, let people see what you're doing consistently. And then when you break that consistency, when the glass breaks, that's where the laughter comes from. Mm-hmm. And that's true in improv. That's true in stand-up. So to heightening, heightening is a form of contrast, right? It is. It can be a form of repetition because if you keep, like, if you do a funny voice and keep doing it more intensely, that is a form of repetition. And then when you change that, that makes it funny. Or if you're doing something very deadpan and then you start screaming, that changes it and can make it very funny.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I, I read but, uh, sometimes when I don't do improv I read improv for theater or for the writer specifically for the writer by Keith uh, Johnstone which I recommend people read you can skip the chapters that are just here are some games because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're gonna never need it um, don't everyone knows Zip Zap Zip don't fucking worry about it uh, but we talk, they talk about this game that some people do like to play whereas you go on stage or in front of your improv group, uh, and you do something, and you do something. You pick something, whether it's and one improver will pick sitting in a chair, and people are engaged, and the audience decides if you're off the stage or on the stage. Certain certain uh, clubs will have that as a paid show, but uh, even if you're doing something as simple and mundane as tying your shoes and sitting on a chair, audience will be engaged because they want to know what the next thing is. They want to know how that evolves. Mm -hmm. And evolves, some comics will mean heightened. But that doesn't always mean heightened. Sometimes if you're a very confident comedian, you can play out tying your shoes, fixing your belt buckle, and fixing up your clothes, and it being something that is engaging, fulfilling, and has finality to it. And Wyatt Cenac shows a story, and is confident of, not just to heighten, but showcases his stream of thoughts mm-hmm. uh, that is funny and interesting because it's the juxtaposition of the world. There's still joke structure in there. Yeah. But like the kids' candy, the kids' store. Yeah. Hey, bunch of little kids. Man, that's weird. It's like a strip club. It's like but then, a strip club. Wait, what? It's like, <laughs> okay. And then he explains and they're going, yeah, that's actually fucking true. And then there is you know, kids going to brunch with you. Worse, kids at bars with you mm-hmm. because they're in the neighborhood. And it's that idea that it feels finished and complete. Yeah. And the audience feels a sense of completion, and nothing's ever heightened, nothing's ever made to a wacky sense of sensibility. It's all grounded. Mm-hmm
0: yeah that is that is taking taking the the weird thing which is that uh like a place that is entirely for kids is like this other place that is entirely for adults and you map that uh Mm -hmm. let's take the kids and put them in an adult place Mm
3: -hmm. Uh,
0: and it's just the 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 mapping of that dynamic into different Mm -hmm. places and then in the special when you finally put it together with the baby in the bar and it's the puppet scene Uh, It it just, it all works. It's great. It does.
2: And I feel like, uh, I feel like some people, there's a fear with improvers and you'll see it in shitty improvers and you'll see it in shitty improv classes too. It is adding what my uh, teacher used to call adding rocket parts to cars. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: You will, there's that temptation to make it really wacky, to make it really, really fucking big and wild. And in comedy, you see it too like uh, uh anything yeah. eric andre's ever done right yeah. well, eric yeah. andre's a good example of it but like a shitty example is i was doing a tinder date and then blah 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 herpes or blah 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 blah, blah something big
1: and it's like oh, it's one of those situations where you have somebody who instead of going from a to b to c they're going from, you know, they might go A to B, but then they jump right to F or G. They just Yeah, the, they make the, that. Tra- hugely... The transitive
0: property is good for math, not so good for comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because yes. there there is a tendency you can like your audience is intelligent, um, and you should treat them as such, but don't treat your audience like they have your
3: brain. Mm-hmm. And, uh another you have to, you have to sort
1: of build a ladder for them to get places yeah it, you, exactly. you've got to build the roads and build the bridges so that way they're not stuck yeah, don't 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 somewhere.
3: Do, don't
0: don't do not do not do do not do a weird thing that requires flight
1: and then be mad when they don't fly it's like why aren't you flying don't you exactly. have
0: wings
2: <laughs> but this bit deserves better there is a <laughs> fuck you i hate that <laughs> Oh, that makes me so mad. There are so many little comics. There are little comics now that think they crush. And I was like, I don't think you understand. Not only is that joke bad, but you have the adverse effect that people like me who've been in here longer will remember you only for that dumb bit and you dying on that hill.
3: Oh, dude. Join the
2: the club, man.
0: Like, Uh, L.A. is full of that person. I was that person for the first six weeks when I moved out here. Because everybody, we
2: all are at the beginning. It's whether or not you grow up,
0: right? It's it's mm-hmm. how quickly you grow from that phase. Uh,
3: yeah,
2: and some some people never yeah. do. Mm-hmm. There are comics. There are a lot of. I think David mentioned this or other older comics saying, "I don't really recognize people until six months in." So that way, people get that six months of years, "I'm gonna fuck around. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make those really bad mistakes and hopefully grow up." But if you don't, great. I guess I can. You're a shit comic. You know, you,
0: you know, learn. you know what I'm actually looking forward to is uh, if, if and when uh, clubs like open back up again, like for realsies, not just because the governor's like, "Oh, we want money,
2: open business."
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, like when, hey, Ricketts, when- if you're listening to it, and I know you're listening to this, Ricketts, you're a big fan. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. You also own the Cubs, and you're the worst. You made me hate the Cubs winning the uh, World Series.
1: Hey, he doesn't own fuck the you. Cubs; his brother does.
2: Still fuck you. It's
0: it's still in the family. He can he can ask for some Wrigley money to go buy a stripper if he wants. <laughs> uh when when everything finally like opens back up and we can go and like do stuff the way we used to. uh, If, if we can do that, I'm looking forward to see like which, which comics that come back will come back and like completely reinvent themselves. Like, cause I feel like that's gonna, that's going to be a thing that happens that not a lot of people are thinking about or talking about yet is like, who who that like used to be like a shock comic will have like a completely different vibe and outlook because i, <laughs> I like yeah i'm hopeful that like because that's the thing this kind of thing is is go has been going on for long enough and will go on for long enough after this that like some people are gonna start doing some weird stuff like i'm sure everyone everyone here has done like a a weird thing that they wouldn't normally do in in quarantine just because it's like well we might as well do something with this extra time
1: Yeah I have a
2: podcast yeah
0: I mean you were doing the podcast before but this is uh much improved
1: yeah. <laughs> but, but Thank you for the question mark at the end of that No sentence. because
2: like, the last time I interviewed Ian it was I have my I don't have a studio I have this little thing that has two microphones on it as like just come to my Airbnb um, and there's a bunch of food from Seven Eleven all around because that's all I ate. Um, and I romanticized that week cause I loved it, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, yeah. That,
1: that, that's a, uh, I don't know. The more you go on road trips, the more you travel for comedy, the more you realize that's not exactly a romantic
2: no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But
1: um, they had I... those
2: little pinwheels at Seven Eleven that I used to love when I lived in South <laughs> And I really liked those pinwheels, and I would just eat them with a little bit of hot sauce. and call it good.
0: My my first road trip on on comedy uh, was nearly the trip that I quit comedy altogether because it was Ooh. it was that like it was that bleak and that real so fast. I went up to the Bay Area for a weekend with a buddy who had some gigs and could get me on if i would drive him um so we went and i i only found out like two hours in that the first gig we were doing was a like comedy competition
3: Uh. where where people
0: get like voted off throughout the show it was in like a hotel in oakland and i went and i ate shit i ate so much shit i ate
2: like probably three or four plates of shit um because like and me, you're from and... and you're from North Carolina, so it's that vinegar shit too.
0: Yeah, I'm from I'm from North Carolina, telling Southern humor to uh, like Bay Area elites, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's not going well. Um, and like me and the guy I drove up were the only people on the lineup without TV credits. <laughs>
3: It's like, oh. it, was
0: one of those, it was one of those things and it's like so for the whole thing we got like together the pair of us we got maybe like 30 dollars for that show and then uh we we drove another like hour to the place we were gonna sleep that night which was like the the summer camp that the guy used to be a counselor at so he could just crash for free there so we crashed at like a summer camp in the woods in like this was like April, so not summer at all. Um, mm, mm.
1: And then the, the next this is getting we... exponentially worse. No, <laughs> yeah, getting better and better. No, the, Go on. And the,
0: the summer camp in the woods was like the best part, honestly, because it was mm. just like, oh, this is just like the redwoods. This is nice, and like, there's no pressure to like tell jokes or whatever So let's just let's just stay up and and drink and talk about wrestling and that's what we did Uh, and then the next day we drove back down to san francisco and had like two more shows uh one of them just straight up got canceled so that didn't happen so we uh walked around san francisco where we couldn't really afford to do much more than like get a coffee Mm. uh (laughs) and wonder like man there's a ton of homeless people here
3: yeah that's
1: i wonder i wonder how this
0: I wonder how the city feels about this. I wonder if they're, <laughs> they're going to try and help, or if they're just going to like pepper spray them all. Side uh, hey, note: pe- What's that boulder doing there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's what's why why do the sidewalks have so many rocks? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a golem convention I don't know about? <laughs> uh, so then we had we had another show, and that show was a good show. I did I did much better. Except, uh, like, the only people in the crowd that were really, like, giving up the laughs were, like, uh, like a pair of college kids. And the, the, the guy outed himself at, at, like, the second comedian's set as, like, a, a Ted Cruz supporter. Because this Ooh. was back when Ted Cruz was making a presidential candidacy thing.
3: Hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, and it, this was... <laughs>
0: This was in in a world before the good Texas senator had uh, liked a porn tweet on 9 11. So I didn't even have that to hold over
1: the game. Never, uh, never forget. Never forget. Never
0: forget.
2: Never <laughs> <Yeah>. forget sexual
0: posts. <laughs> 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 sexual posts
2: spelled wrong, by the way.
0: Oh, it has to be spelled wrong because the first one got deleted. Yeah, I think it was
2: sexual post. It was like a l l.
0: Yeah, there's there's two l's. <laughs> yeah. Um, um,
2: good yeah. Good, good job. Yeah. Good job, Petty.
0: That trip that trip was super bleak and like the the best part about it was just like getting to go up north and see uh, these like small norcal towns and like drink some beer and that was basically it and the rest of it was like huh so we like we made just enough money to not pay for gas and because we didn't pay for a hotel we we ended up neutral for the entire thing and I just like I put another 3,000 miles on my car but I got I got to do comedy on the road. That's the I best comedy's ever gonna get. Yeah, and the 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 guy the guy that I drove up with uh, was just like, yeah, this is this is what the life is like, and I was like, man,
3: hmm.
0: if I didn't already hate my day job so much, I would quit this and go right screaming back to it. <laughs> <laughs> but my well, my my day job was working at an ambulance company that got raided by the FBI
1: like the next month. So <laughs> wait, what and why? Um. <laughs> So when you, when you do,
0: uh, when you do ambulance work, so I'm an EMT, when you do ambulance work out here, because in California, EMS is mostly rolled into fire. Yeah. So the same in have, Omaha. Yeah. So you have to, you have to basically go for the fire service if you want to be like a, a professional EMT or a paramedic. Um, so I was not that I was just an EMT and I got that as like, a cause when I was graduating from Carolina, um, I was graduating with uh, a degree in philosophy, which is not helpful for getting a job. So after <laughs> after I graduated college, I went and for three and a half weeks in the mountains in North Carolina, camped out to get my EMT at like a, a wilderness camp set up by the guy who like writes the manuals for FEMA. Oh, um, He's he's legit. Uh, he's like an ex Navy dude and like writes all the manuals for like wilderness and like swift water rescue protocols. So I, I got a very legit EMT training in about three and a half weeks where usually it's like a semester at community college. Yeah. Um, so I moved out here, got me my, my North Carolina cert transferred to California cert. That's all good paperwork wise, because the state likes having people to, to drive their ambulances. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going for fire. Or if you're if you're not already a fire chief's son, what you do is you work private ambulance for a while to get like so many hours and skills and eventually interact with enough fire people that Hmm. you can get hired on at one of those stations. So, yeah, I was just doing the private ambulance thing to have a day job that I could, you know do do comedy outside of um it it ended up being a bad fit because most emt shifts are like 24 hour shifts yeah um so you can't exactly go to open mics when you get off work because you get off work at
2: 5 a.m
0: you
3: can't just pull
2: the car over during your shift saying hey i got a i got a five minute of the fourth walk this guy can wait you absolutely cannot (laughs)
0: um and more more to the point uh if you're trying to work with fire guys if you're fire if the fire guys that you're trying to get on with find out that you have a hobby that isn't firefighting uh they will trash the shit out of you for it you either
1: you either need to have you either need to be all firefighter or you need to have a second job that is a hobby that is you know putting in flooring or hanging drywall or something, right. you have something to, you manly have to be, you have to be in in construction
3: or your job just has to be guns yeah. or arson
0: yeah. <laughs> ah no they don't like those they don't like they, them. they don't I... like arsonists those are crimes <laughs> um oh yeah no uh some so the media posts no, in in many ways, uh, in many ways, a lot of firefighters are just uh, cops that don't like guns. So they they drive a red truck instead of a blue one. Yeah. <laughs> um. And but, it um, why it's the next Brooklyn. <laughs> well, no, I didn't get to the part where my job got raided by the FBI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never mind. So I was, I was working, the first private ambulance company that I found when I moved out here was uh, one of the companies in Glendale. Glendale has a ton of shitty private ambulance companies. And the bottom line is they all are involved in Medicare fraud. How does an ambulance company do Medicare fraud, you ask? Hmm. Well, it's simple. Uh, an ambulance is supposed to be used to convey patients from place to place that are not themselves ambulatory. Yeah they don't walk the, the the word ambulance means to to ambulate someone basically yeah uh, so it, it has to be a patient who is not able to stand and walk under their own power. If they can stand and walk under their own power or with like a walker assist or something like that, there's an entirely different fleet of like transit vans and like taxi cabs and whatever that they can use. Mm -hmm. Those are different services. Ambulances are billed at a much higher rate and are often billed through medical insurance where like Uber is just something you would pay out of pocket for. Mm -hmm. So, because we take a lot of people who don't need ambulance transport to dialysis three days a week, and we do that on Mm -hmm. their Medicare insurance, Mm -hmm. that is federal fraud. Mm -hmm. So, sometimes you will come to work and you cannot get into the building because it's surrounded by feds. (laughs) And there's a bunch of guys in like black jackets and sunglasses, being like, "Oh, you're supposed to work today? Yeah, no, you're not working today."
1: Oh. Also, well... do
0: you ha- also do you have any documents from your last shift on you? And it's like, no, I shred those. Like, good boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I sure as shit do not keep evidence. <laughs> no, I bu- I burned those. <laughs>
1: You, you can try putting them together they're, they're in an ash pit in my fire pit so
0: no uh, oh. i i had the good fortune to uh not be working that day because that was also conveniently the same day that i was starting orientation at my next ambulance company job <laughs> <laughs> but i was just i was in orientation and i get a text on my phone and it was like a bunch of my co-workers in the group chat they were like Holy shit, man. GCTI just like got raided by feds, and I was just like, lol, with like 14 oh, O's. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, was, it, it,
3: was, it was the best feel. So, why it's the next Brooklyn?
1: Sorry, that was an interesting story. I really <laughs> wanted to hear it. And I'm
2: glad. I have, I'm going to say a bold statement. This is one of the few, few specials that use its medium of television or, uh, it's visual medium, effectively. Would I feel like I feel like a lot of stand-up specials, like they'll have a pretty background that is maybe reminiscent of old Hollywood, looking at you, John Mulaney. But there is, but I've also bought the CD for Kate Gorgeous, and I lost nothing. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: there um, are yeah. some comedy specials where it's not a, it's not a special. Like, it's not a special evening. It's not a special event that you were doing that you were filming. It's just, you know, it could have been an album. But could there's, more an money, album. there's more there money are all, in TV, yeah. so.
0: There, there are a lot that basically just are the album. Uh, a lot of albums literally just are those specials just without the video. Which which is just why, rip, they just
2: rip the audio and press it and go. Which yep. is why I have a hard time when I say specials or albums, because they at this point mean the same thing, which is a bummer. Mm -hmm. um but then you get the reverse effect where there are some physical comics that are doing physical stuff but you have only the audio so like watching robin williams the fucking listening to robin williams the fucking nightmare yeah Mm -hmm. because like Um, this means nothing to me yeah but uh i mean i
0: i wanted to touch on this earlier so i'm glad we're talking about it now i like that um you can you can listen because Brooklyn is available on Spotify as an album, and it's also really? available. It's also available on Netflix as like the the video special. So you can you can watch the special and you can listen to the album and you get different experiences. And I argue that the visual one is better because you get the puppet theater. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: What's the audio like?
0: It's the exact same audio. You just don't get the puppet bits.
2: Oh. Hmm.
0: You just don't get any of the puppet bits. And you do lose a little bit because he does, Wyatt Snack does do some physical bits, but you just, all of the puppet segments are just, it's still the audio of just him talking. So when he's like, you know, you get in a cab and it's all stinky and the guy's like yelling and I have to think like, was my dad this kind of a cab driver?
3: Because mm-hmm. that changes
0: some things. You don't get the whole puppet theater representation of exactly how bad the cab ride was. Yeah, yeah and I think um, that adds to it.
2: And it definitely does.
0: It's a different experience. I would argue it's slightly worse as as an album mm-hmm. um, than it is as a Netflix special. But I think that's because you know the when when you're doing the visual special, you have a little more of a budget to play with. So mm-hmm. they're like, "Why don't we get some puppets? Let's try something crazy here."
2: And it's not cringy puppet. It's like with um, that. Fuck, I don't know his name.
3: Jeff the Dunham. Shitty,
0: thank you. The number one comic in Saudi Arabia, Jeff Dunham.
2: Shut up! That's not true. That's absolutely true. Oh, that explains the pop final figurine. Mm-hmm, that's absolutely true. I'm um, gonna. I want to buy that and give it to David. Listen, listen to listen to Gabriel
3: Iglesias' special about when he went to Saudi Arabia. He had. Yeah, a I thought he was in- for mm-hmm. some
1: reason. No, his story in that special is how he is the number two in Saudi Arabia behind yeah. Jeff, and he's Dunham. like,
0: "Who's?" and he's like, "Who's number one?" and they're like, "Jeff Dunham," and they all because they love Ahmed the dead terrorist.
2: That's fucking weird. It is, it is
0: the funniest bit to them. Yeah, that's yeah, fucking bizarre. I love it. I, it's hilarious. Um, but I I love when I love when comics. Do specials and they try additional like visual elements like that because it when it when it works it does add a whole bunch uh, mm-hmm. my my favorite example of this um, I think Brooklyn sort of uh, set some of the groundwork for doing extra bits like this but my favorite example of this is uh, Hassan Minaj's homecoming King yeah I've told about that I need to watch that it's so good I nearly I nearly wanted to do that one. Mm-hmm. for this uh but i i picked brooklyn because uh i don't know we get to talk about puppets um we've had some some crazy tangents on this already uh and fun fun fact uh i have a little bit of a a personal connection to to wyatt senac because he and i both went to the same college
1: um mm. he, he Uni- went uh, to... university of north carolina
0: yep yep he graduated carolina uh there is a tradition uh that seniors you're like your final week of classes you get to go up into the the bell tower on campus and sign your name on a brick and my name is on a brick like just under his
2: oh that's I'm awesome. gonna give i'm gonna give that the reaction it deserves ian me yeah it's it's just a fun little thing um, and that, that was mean but that really is cool
0: no, it's a it's a fun little thing.
1: He uh, he also he bold back on the to... bold on the college campus, letting kids up into the bell tower. Usually, there's been a bad history. Usually, of there's people in bell It
2: happened about... one time. More people die of the flu. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: boy! Just... Does... Look, every death, every death doesn't need to be truthered, okay? Like,
2: <laughs> there are there
0: are official documentation for all of them. You don't. You I, need to
2: I I have not been able to use that joke on podcast. <laughs> and I saw an in, and when this is what happens when you learn improv, you get to follow, you get to see the in in real time and make the joke. Yeah, which As, is just what it means
0: as someone who's been involved in uh like finding bodies and pronouncements at the scene and the whole waiting for a coroner bit uh yeah it's it's easy it's easy to verify a death it is a long and drawn out process like you do not have to doubt that it happened <laughs> because for every for every death basically somebody waits in a place for like 6 hours for the the coroner to show up even in a a big city like la where the coroner has like a fleet of vans to go out and find bodies uh it'll take hours for them to get there do
2: you end up just going hey are you faking it no you have to tell me if you're faking it no
0: uh what we do as emts who are on the clock uh is we usually call police and are just like hey there's a body here it's definitely a body." Not a person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, the, and the police will take over the scene once it's like, yeah, this person is well and fully dead. Yeah. So after we've done like half an hour of CPR on the guy, they're like, yeah, you can. We'll stay and talk to the coroner.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> but um... yeah,
0: you uh, you never you only get chewed out by dispatch once before you're like, yeah, we never want to say that we have a body. <laughs> <laughs> we never want to be the ones to report it, because the, the person who reports it has to stay and give the
1: statements. And depending on how long it takes the corner to get you, you might be off a quarter of your shift. Yeah. Just waiting for this dude to show up. Literally, yeah,
0: literally just waiting, which like sounds like a perk, because you get to like kick your feet up, but like you kick your feet up on the side of the road,
1: usually. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, the, you, on the side yeah. of the road, within eyesight of a corpse.
0: Yep, you, you stop where you're at, and there's a corpse in the sun, and your your ambulance, if you're lucky, you have a rig that has AC that works. But not all of the rigs in the fleet have working AC all the time.
3: <laughs> Sometimes
0: they just have the blower fan, and that Ooh. works best when you're going at 65, and you are not going at 65 anymore. Yeah. You,
1: you, are, you are stopped. It is just blowing hot air at you. <laughs> Ooh. So why it's
2: the next Brooklyn, you guys? <laughs> why it's the next Brooklyn? Um, honestly, like I said, this is – I wish – and that's why it reminded me of Sam Mowry's uh, 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 Zoom show. And it's like comedy, I feel like – we had that comedy boom where arguably there was a glut of comedy and it was harder for certain people to get their names out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you have some amazing road comics that no one's ever heard of, like Kyle Kinane or me, and it's like.
1: First of all, the fact that you lumped Kyle Kinane and yourself in a group is offensive, and the fact is, that you you are saying people haven't heard of Kyle Kinane is doubly offensive. No, there are like
2: okay normies, non-comic nerds. I could say, hey, Patton Oswald, Oh, I love Patton Oswalt. Ratatouille is like yeah. Kyle Kinane, who was like yeah, because he's not Netflix. Well, he kind of is on Netflix, but not.
1: Well, oh, he wasn't on a Netflix. He wasn't on a network TV show at any moment,
2: right? And it's like because of that comedy, certain names get lost in the in the in the funnel. Um, but I would I would like to see the next generation of comedy, especially next generation of comedy specials, use the fact that they're on a visual medium because that's how mm-hmm. people watch it. People don't yeah. buy CDs anymore or go on Spotify for comedy that much as much as they would Netflix. Um, well, and you got to you got to remember too, like Brooklyn itself
0: is a, a risky special. Like it doesn't seem that way now in 2020, but it is a risky special. There's a reason. There's a reason that someone with Wyatt Cenac's level of like household name recognition is still doing a comedy special in a basement in Brooklyn
3: mm-hmm.
0: instead of you know just buying filling out a theater in New York. He's like, no, no, let's just do like a small thing. Mm-hmm. In Brooklyn, we can press an album. It'll be mm-hmm. artisanal. Brooklynites love that shit, um, and we'll <laughs> we'll go from there.
3: Yeah, like
0: it's it it is a risk that he that he took doing doing that thing, uh, and I I I would say it paid off. I think it's it paid a, off. It's a very well regarded special. I mean, you can you can read reviews from AV Club on down.
2: Yeah, like this reminds me of things like. Uh, the latest Maria Bamford one where she goes from place to place to place, or 100% fresh, or uh, Neil Brennan's kind of a piece of shit. Neil Brennan's kind of a piece of shit, but three mics. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I like these specials that are like they're doing something yeah. different with the format.
0: Yeah, James James Veach is absolutely a piece of shit, but he does things visually.
2: Um, yeah. I would like to see more visual stuff because if Netflix is going to give you money, before you have the special done which they do which has uh, I would say a mixed history mm-hmm. um you get some really great ones like I think what Brooklyn's one of those uh, or well Brooke, Brooke, Brooklyn
0: I don't think was on Netflix to start okay I believe okay. it like someone else someone else paid the money and Netflix has it now
2: then yeah. then the last two Patton Oswalds Yep. Um, the last two Patton Oswalds, which I would say his one about his dead wife isn't super funny, but really engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get bad ones like Ellen, where it's mm. just not formed. It's just the, the ideas aren't there yet because it needed another two years in the oven. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not doing anything visually, and it's which is the same for Patton. I would say given his history as an alt comic, I feel like there should be some wiggle room. Um, but it, if you're going to get this extra money, use it to make something fun and interesting because that's something we can talk about.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then you have the, you have the obverse side of the coin as well, where, I mean, you get people like, uh, you know, they, they gave, they gave Ken Jong a, a special, mm. um, Ken Jeong, yeah. not a not a stand up guy, but they gave yeah. him a special. Um, mm-hmm. and it's a great special because it's just him talking about like all of his stories from the movie sets that he was on.
1: Yeah. And that's and a that's a,
0: that's a, that's
1: a that's different a fine, a
0: different animal.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's it's not exactly the best stand up, but it's still a good still a good special. I didn't not enjoy when I watched it. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Not what you want. Uh, not what you want to see when you're just thinking pure stand-up, stand-up. No. But it's, not...
0: it's, it's funny. It is yeah. not in the same league
2: as Baby Cobra.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly.
2: But it's going to be, it's, it's a new avenue that is untapped that we can do. I know some people complain, it's like, oh, we just gave this TikToker money for lip syncing over Trump. But Sarah Cooper has a Netflix special that's going to be coming out that's all sketch based, and I'm really excited for a sketch based Netflix special that's character based because I we haven't had character based stand up in forty fucking years.
0: Yeah, I mean, but and Netflix has a, a proven history with with sketch programs before as well. Like I think you should yeah. leave.
2: Mm-hmm. I think you should leave. Um, but as a specific as a specific special. Like I I can think of like things like Dolomite. I can think of some of Eddie Murphy is character based, um, but like that was a big thing in the '80s or in the '60s, and like we don't have that now. And so we can use this visual medium to bring back older, older styles of comedy that just aren't.
0: And I'm I'm really here for that. Like two of my two of my big like early comedic influences were uh, Dimitri Martin and mm-hmm.
3: just fucking Rowan Atkinson,
0: like Mr. Bean, like that like physical comedy type
1: stuff. Um, just speaking of which, Dimitri Martin, I've I've seen him live. If you are going to see him live, pay the money for a good ticket so you can actually see the
0: the full setup, like, the, from, from right close?
1: Yeah, and so that way you can actually see what the drawings are when you yeah, go for the I sketch pad. I,
0: I, bet, I bet the sketch, like, it's, it's definitely a show you'd, you'd probably want to yeah. bring, like, opera glasses to if, yeah. you're
1: in, if you're in the
0: mezzanine or whatever, just so and
1: you can see what's on the easel. That's exactly can... where I was sitting, the mezzanine, <laughs> and I, well, like... uh, I did not bring those. And the venue that we were at didn't have a screen because usually yeah, they, they don't they, have a screen so that
0: people in the cheap seats
2: can see. Yeah.
1: yeah. Fuck yeah. you,
2: you're poor, fuckers. But like that's just, he's a Dimitri Martin. I also bought a Dimitri Martin album, like CD, and I was got really excited because I'm gonna put it on my iPod. This was right before quarantine, and I go fuck yeah, and then I walked out and went fuck, this is a Dimitri Martin CD. This means nothing, and he doesn't work on a stage like in those big stage presences. He works specifically in rather small form venues or on TV, and we could do yep. experiments. with like what does stand up mean on TV? Exactly, is a question we should have asked forty years ago, but we haven't. And right, we need to play and play with going...
0: the space. Going back to the the beginning uh, bit where you're like, I've always wanted to do like comedy just with like a, a musician doing doing riffs and bits. Dimitri Martin has been doing that himself mm-hmm. uh, for decades at this point. Yeah.
2: Um, or Mitch Hedberg Paul, is where I stole the idea yeah. from.
0: Paul F. Tompkins does that thing at the end of his shows with the piano. Yeah. Like, same deal. And those Pretty guys on. are those guys are great at that. Um, yeah. And that that kind of thing is what I, I really like. Uh, stand up for, and I think if if you're gonna throw big money around at specials, you deserve to keep pushing boundaries like that. Mm-hmm.
3: You should.
2: And I I remember I was sitting in the car like a couple hours ago, and I was like, I'm gonna watch this, and I'm gonna watch it in the car. So like, it's just gonna be audio. Who cares? And then I look down and I see the camera zoom up, and I audibly yell, "Wait, what the fuck? This is cool!" <laughs> and I get engaged, and that it's a it has a whole new level to why it's in next stories as characters. And if you're a new comic, yeah, that's you're not going to do it. That's just, you you can't bring out puppets on a note. Well, that's not true. You yeah, could bring not, out puppets. You could, you could. Have, you're not you're not going to do that.
0: I mean, you shouldn't do that at an open mic because that's wasting other people's time.
2: But I, what you what you can do I would is... argue no. I would argue no. If you bring out puppets and it's on your time and you're not taking up any extra, like we have guitarist comics out here. Kevin Michaels is really good. He does poems and he does guitars and he does dirty limics based off the comics in the sets around him. Those and, are
0: those are fine. I'm talking like yeah. so at at the other door we saw a guy come in and bring like a whole synth setup for his open. Yeah, like, no, and, that's just and yeah, we were like, dude, you have three minutes. You have used ninety seconds just plugging everything in, mm-hmm. and then he's got like a couple things about balls with, like, bass drops in it. <laughs> he has to spend another 90 seconds unplugging everything. Like, what the fuck even is this? No, no, no.
2: You selling it like that? Hilarious.
0: Oh, it was it was easily... That's the thing. Because it was the mic at the other door, it was easily the funniest thing of the night.
2: Yeah, because it's all but, set up and that would be a, a hilarious bit if done intentionally. Just absolutely. But use that's your the space. thing
0: is... I see I see that kind of thing or I mean I don't nowadays but I saw that kind of thing so much that it was just like I wonder how many people I've inadvertently convinced to stick around in LA just because I've been laughing so loudly at the absurdity of their situation from the back of rooms that they think they're doing well.
1: Yeah.
2: And 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 LA and Omaha are different scenes. It's more actory out in LA. Here it's more i guess old because people just do traditional comedy because midwest doesn't change ever uh uh, until the heat stroke of the universe but i mean that might be that might be now we'll see That might be now could be tomorrow uh i mean with this weather am i right uh, Dude, don't
0: don't don't get me started i haven't seen clear sky in eight days
2: oh yeah fuck la yeah i was talking about how in omaha we went from 100 degrees to 50 and everyone's going oh that's really weird and i go haha global warming all right inconvenient yeah. truth uh we went we went
0: from like 120 to 79 yeah. Ooh. yeah yeah it was it was awful the cat threw up three times that day
1: uh, damn god damn it
3: but damn. like
2: explore your space like there's so many things you can learn from Wyatt more so than I think we have in a lot of specials recently like you can learn about how to make your environment a character
3: mm-hmm.
2: and how, hype, how finality doesn't mean heightened or completion doesn't mean heightened it can just mean a sense of completion of the idea that is funny without ever having to add parts on top of it It's just taking things laterally. And and also being calm and chill and just saying things in a somewhat monotone voice makes things feel more engaging and more relaxing and it brings the audience in in a more intimate way. You'll hear stories of comics who will whisper a little uh, at the mic so people shut up. There's a larger truth to that is the more calm and quiet you are, the more engaged people are.
0: Right, and that's what allows him to do bits like the whole like comparing his life to Batman when his dad got murdered. Yeah, because yeah. if, if he does if he does a lot more like shouty antics, I don't think the audience is, is with him for no. that bit.
2: No, because it wouldn't
0: He hasn't presented
2: himself as a grounded person before that. Yeah. And if he did it as a yuck yuck thing, no, I don't think anyone would be engaged, but the fact that he's told it calmly and quietly uh and with the right emotion and wasn't, and that's, I guess maybe that's why I keep saying don't heighten for jokes. It's like, don't add fake emotion to the story. Yeah. We're going to
0: be engaged.
3: Yeah. Cause he's, he's using
0: genuine visceral detail and that, that has engagement baked into it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I think comics, when we talk about word choice, at least I know for me as a personal story, and David, I'm sorry, I keep making you not talk, but nothing you say is important. So it's fine. But um, that was mean, and I didn't mean, I, I was trying to be funny, and holy shit, because you like, that's our back and forth, and I went, that's too mean, I'm sorry, buddy.
1: I, I'm supposed to be the mean one, I you're the try- sad boy, remember? That's our dynamic. That's I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell a story about me, and
3: my co-host is gonna sit there, because he's
0: basically just a collection of organs in a cage.
3: I
2: don't know what his blood type is yet, so maybe.
1: I get um, it. That's like the first
0: thing. Come on,
1: man. (laughs) (laughs) Now I ain't telling you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell him, and I will get you in touch
2: with a blood doper. (laughs) I also know... Oh, wow. Holy shit. Holy shit. I also know your wife's profession. I could just ask your wife on Facebook.
1: I mean... Does she know my blood type? That's a...
2: That's a weird... All right. <laughs> My cat's talking loudly, and I have to keep petting the cat or else he gets like into bags and stuff. But uh, anyways, um, no, like fake emotion. I think that's what... Fuck, is that what we were talking about before I got we got off-sacked by the meanness? I think, uh, I word, think that's are Word it. choice. Word like... choice, yeah. Personally, I used to think word choice was really focusing on the type of... Because we talked about Gary Gold, uh, Gold, Goldman... On During David going, yeah. on our first episode with David and I, we talked about word choice, and I thought that meant specifically in how humor is arise from it. And that's not just thing. That's not just the point uh, of word choice. The audience the audience has so many different frames of references and so many different thought processes and emotions based off a sentence and a word that it is your job as the comedian to kind of wrangle them in and not just one idea, but close enough to the same idea so everyone can enjoy it and feel some sort of sense of emotion and so your word choice is important in the setup as well as it is in the punchline and creating that emotional carrot on a stick Mm -hmm. yeah so why it's next brooklyn
0: (laughs) If you if you want more of uh, Wyatt Cenac and the the puppetry stuff uh, Problem <laughs> Areas is a, a great program it's oh, wow, it I didn't is, hear that. Yeah, Wyatt Cenac's Problem Areas on HBO has a lot of similar stuff. It's uh it's kind of hit Wyatt Cenac's own spin on uh like Patriot Act or Adam Ruins everything. Oh, oh, you had
2: me at that because I would have loved yeah um white snap was one of the people i wanted to replace even after the big brew, uh fight between him and john i wanted him to be the one that takes john's spot,
3: john spot. He was i one think of,
0: he yeah, was one of the top think, three i think trevor noah has done a, a good job as, as john's replacement it's it's definitely a, a different type of program the but, anger has uh, gone and i think the, Wyatt would have
3: kept the anger
0: why definitely different. would have kept the anger in a in a in a, in a different sense um but I think I think Trevor Noah's fine. I like I like a lot of Trevor Noah's specials as well. Um, his yeah. uh, what is what is the name of his book? He has a book that's like exclusive to Born a Crime. Uh, Born a Crime. Yeah, yeah, that one. Damn. That one's that one's really good. It's a it's like an you can get an Audible exclusive uh, of him like reading it with extra shit, and it's very really. Cool. Oh, I'm actually yeah. pick up the
2: audiobook on that one.
0: It's it's very good. If you've got Audible credits just lying around. I do. Uh, yeah, please, please use them so Bezos doesn't get free shit. Uh, that's what I do every
2: month. <laughs> every month I just go. I'm not gonna buy a book. Like I wanted the Living Dead, which is John Romero's uh, post uh, like book that was released after his death. That's like a 700 page novel about zombies. It doesn't. Mean, you mean George Romero, not John George Romero. Romero? Sorry, yeah. jo- John George. Romero did uh, did Doom.
0: John, uh, John, <laughs> John, yeah, John Romero did Quake. <laughs>
2: quake barely once you hear those stories barely did quake oh yeah yeah.
0: barely basically it
2: was like too much of a
0: coked up idiot in his No, he was just death
2: matching he was death okay so he was playing deathmatch online so much that uh john carmack made a program to see how much time he was actually spent working which is shitty but also like john Romero go to fucking work
0: yeah that is and the fact that carmack made a program just to show him how shitty he was being in his own shitty way is classic john carmack today. it is uh, holy shit um, I, could, I could i could talk about the the internal wars at id software uh for literally three hours
2: you and i could just quote civy 11 videos for like because <laughs> i know that's where you got it too um for like I, ten hours. I did also read the book. <laughs> I've been meaning to. It's on my list. But uh, George Romero's zombie book. I was like, I do I have credits. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna pick it up. Because um, I was also watching Day of the Dead and I go, fuck, I love uh, zombie movies. Good zombie movies.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, I just, I think I just like George Romero. I don't think I like zombies. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's definitely something to that. Yeah.
1: So why it's in Brooklyn?
2: There we go. We all got to use it. Um, hey, he was like, "This is gonna feel like this joke's gonna feel less funny to someone who's listening to it." But there's like a ten to twenty minute part we had to cut where we're just talking about very small bullshit where we're naming comics by name and student and places by name that we're never gonna release. Maybe as a Patreon, I don't know. But
3: it is so it is yeah. so small. Do,
1: do, donate yeah. to our Patreon to see if we talk shit about you this week. Fuck
3: yeah. <laughs> we yeah. have. If, if
0: your name if your name is Ishmael or uh Weakway, <laughs> you, you want to hear you want to hear Captain Ahab go off on some uh very
2: petty small town
3: stand up Liz-
2: bullshit. Listen. If you wanna see a comic who had who who was very sad that he had to give up comedy during quarantine because it's the right thing to do, lose his one hope and quarantine was over, donate to our Patreon. Also you might get a pin. I've been thinking it's like two dollars you get a pin. I don't know. We don't have a Patreon, but if enough
1: Yeah, you should probably one, stop plugging for, things for, we two, don't yeah. have. For two dollars you get a pin. For one dollar you get to listen to a man's soul snap in half. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you.
0: It's five.
1: That is that, that is a steal of a deal.
0: Wait. When you say it's five, do you mean it's five dollars or do you mean yes. your soul
2: snaps in five pieces? No, five bucks. Because I want to <laughs> split it somewhat evenly between David and I. It's,
1: but, a, dollar, uh, it's a dollar per piece.
2: It's a dollar, and, yeah. I don't know. If you fucking message me on Twitter, uh, at in the Light, or email us, fuck it. I might put up a Patreon.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get so food. Wyatt, Wyatt's in Hexbrook. <laughs>
2: Um, honestly, honestly is up there with one of my, like, this is the one I'm learning the most from, like up there with, up there with like strategic girl markings and class clown.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. like, there's a lot you can dissect and watch this over and over again. And like my comp, my roommate who lives, who I was about to say, my roommate who lives with me is like, no, I have a comic who's a roommate asked me, I was like, what type of comedy special is this? And I went nostalgic and like, that's kind of just how I describe that comedy special—it's not self-deprecating. It's not long form or short form. It's just nostalgic. Yeah, it is it, is.
0: it is. I, I, again, we're we're going back to this. I think nostalgic brings up a certain connotation of like toxic optimism. Um, I would say this is more of like an oral history.
2: Would you say wistful?
0: Wistful, definitely. Um, yeah. It's it's. I think it's more of just sort of an oral history. Yeah. Al- album. takes you takes you through because he's Weizenack lives in brooklyn now he lived in brooklyn a lot as a kid growing up he went away to college for a bit but like he's talking as someone who uh is part of gentrification and also uh has seen it from the other side so it's it's a it's a it's a dual perspective on the way that brooklyn has changed over the years uh and all, all the stuff that comes with that and then some some own thoughts about like his own life and the trajectory that led him to where he is now and how things uh, could have changed but like he admits like I think even if my dad didn't get shot I I'd, I'd probably still be here don't worry about that but it's yeah. just you know
2: and I think it's it's a there's okay there's like three parts of that special it's like talking about him you know and his family there's like I would argue that part about his dad feels like a different special yes. It has no tie-ins. There's, I don't even think there's a segue. Um, but it, it all feels in that theme of wistful nostalgia or back looking back. Um, and the gentrification isn't about just gentrification, but it's about how gentrification, almost by its seedy design, uh, makes you look backwards at what a town was. Mm-hmm at its capitalistic uh, erasure. Fun fact about the word gentrification, I remember doing a drag show where I was in drag and a lot of uh, like uh, Kotch Attention and Molly Poppins did my makeup and did my costume and I wanted to make a funny drag name and I liked the name Jen for myself and Molly Poppins wrote gentrification. So that was my drag name. Wow. And I laughed because I was from Omaha competing in Lincoln, and I kind of wanted to win, so I could say gentrification beats out the locals yet again.
3: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But
2: I lost to Skylar Bolts, who's from South Dakota. Mm.
1: Hey, Sioux Sioux Falls has some parts that have been gentrified.
2: Yeah, but I wanted to beat Skylar. (laughs) I felt really confident in that makeup. I looked really good. I still have pictures.
0: If you wanted to beat Skylar, you should have just done it by the dumpster after the show.
2: He's way... You've met Skylar, right? I I have. He's way taller than me. And, like, Yeah, so get a stick. No, no. (laughs) Like, he could, like, swat me around without really leaning down. Oh yeah, he could he could ball you up into a trash can without. Yeah, can. <laughs> yeah, no, the guy is
1: huge. I don't know. You seem kind of cagey and squirrely sometimes. You might be like able to get a couple good ones way, in there not in an
2: aggressive way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think you've been pushed yet.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm more like sad cat that bites you if you pet me, not like cat in kennel. So why it's the Next Brooklyn is one <laughs> thing I don't a great mention. Runner. <laughs> I also love the color palette adds to the nostalgia. I don't know why, but it's a lot of like tea brown and or- and like burnt orange. Yeah, there's and a lot of those black, bit, soft
3: soft earthy
1: reds. That that's that kind of uh, sepia tone color Fall that you see a lot in old photographs and stuff yeah. like that, which is something like that's one thing if you're going to be trying to do visual mediums like this as a comedian, you're going to be doing something extra like this. You have to think about these details that you're putting in.
3: Yeah,
1: because well, yeah, like it, be, it would be so easy for them to just like throw throw some
0: filters on it and make it look really like oversaturated and bad. But they take their time to do it in a way where like, the color palette is like vibrant and warm, but muted enough so that it's not loud, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: But also those are fall colors and fall brings up emotions of change and what has been, you know, it's been a literary thing for years. And that I think adds to the sense of nostalgia and the fact Mm. that it looks like it reminds me of my grandmother's basement, the same color scheme as my grandmother's basement. And it reminds you of that. And it just brings up so many emotions that I think it is, it is masterly produced. I think you you have some people that just perform in front of black uh, backgrounds or, or bricks brick walls. Yep. or brick walls or John Mulaney, which brings up like a, like an old radio hall. But it doesn't. It, there's a disconnect between that and his comedy. You know, his comedy doesn't evoke those emotions.
1: No, but I think the feel of his comedy fits with his backgrounds because it's very. Old timey show, mm-hmm. like show yeah, business. like his, his his best his best story is about like
0: a jukebox and a diner, and
3: that yeah.
2: absolutely jives with
0: the backgrounds of his of his. Show. That's fair. Sure. Yeah. That's and
3: fair.
1: He, 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 very, he very much is uh, like John Mulaney is what like if when most people say stand up comedy. The person that they picture and they describe, maybe without saying his name, is probably John. Probably going to be pretty close to John Mulaney because that's an old. It's like an old trope, I guess, of the comedian. Yeah, Yeah. and
3: that's what,
1: and that's why the old show business backgrounds that he has on most of his specials, like the grand music halls and stuff, those kind of harken back to the days of the. Yeah. You know, the radio comedian John, or the early TV John, comedian. John
0: Mulaney has always been, like, the sweet spot between Norman Rockwell and Calvin and Hobbes. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: I, exactly yeah. I guess, that's exactly who that guy is. Whereas,
2: whereas John Mulaney, I guess, is more, like, physical or, like, not physical, I don't want to say, but, like, technical in what he's invoking. Wyatt neck in this one is incredibly emotional in what he's invoking. Mm-hmm. I'm not from Brooklyn, but I grew up in Midtown Omaha and Midtown Omaha has drastically changed in 10 years. And in fact, even its physical location of where Midtown is. Like, I'm 44th and center, well now it's more like 30th or the 20s. And it's like mm. it's different. And it's like it, things have changed. And it's like it's a whole thing. You yeah. know well, what it's a, like for towns to change.
0: They they both have showmanship, but it is the, it is the difference in showmanship between mm like the the ringmaster at the big top versus the the guy who's doing a one-man show in a basement
3: in Brooklyn. yeah,
1: yeah. and that's the, the but both they're of them both, fit they're both very technically well very proficient at it yeah they, are, and they, they, are they, they, they make sure that the surroundings around them are you know helping to feed the themes of their right. performance
0: and it's yeah. it's it's the difference between like you know your your iced latte versus espresso they are they are no,
2: different no. it's your it is your iced latte versus the ground up coffee beans at your local like coffee house that you have in a brown bag like that's what white neck feels like to me this feels like going home to a home I'm not a part of and th- uh, John Mulaney feels like going out okay yeah I can see that yeah not to say either is bad it's just Wyatt's neck does something different that you don't that the only time I see it is done more showy. uh and the other by the way generic example is blue and purple background which I've seen in like Taylor Tomlinson's uh fuck it who's the who's the Ed McMahon to Eric Andres Carson
1: Hannibal Buress.
2: Hannibal Buress Burris has that. A lot of it used, like especially in the HD era, use like a blue and purple background. Yep, yep,
1: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Beth Stelling had that. Yeah, uh, most of
2: Comedy Central, most of Comedy Central presents. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Was that blue and purple? Blue and purple, uh, because it shows up really well in HD. Now, um, yeah. um, Ian, we've talked a lot about a lot of things. We, certainly.
0: we have, have certainly bounced around.
2: We have yeah. certainly bounced around. But I always love talking to you, so it's always a blast.
0: There we go. I'm, I'm glad I helped you get some screeches
2: out. Uh, and I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? He wasn't yelling that much. Like, no, 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 no. There is a There is a cut part that is just all screams. Patreon
0: Patreon.com slash running the light. Go now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do have to make that so nobody steals it. It's a thing. (laughs) Fuck you. Now I have to go make... I'm going to pull a Patreon right now. God damn it.
1: Jeremy, Jeremy, focus up. Focus up.
2: I'm I'm just pulling it up right now. Oh, Patreon. You pull a Patreon and it's it's tequila. That's interesting. Um, But anyways, uh, if you could learn anything from this special, what could you learn?
0: Oh, man. Um,
3: If you could learn anything from (laughs) this special... You Bless have? you. You don't do the second I... one. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I,
0: I, really relate to uh, the whole the whole bit about being like uh, a single guy in your mid thirties, because um, yeah. I I I am in my thirties. Uh, I am I am thankfully uh, not single right now. But it's when he talks about that, Something I had better. one of the, I had one of those like crystallizing moments where I realized like. Well, like he felt this way in his mid thirties in 2014. I feel this way at age 30 in 2020, and it's just sort of i I had one of those like.
1: Bloody, you know like, the mic has a mute button, right?
3: Fuck off. <laughs> to cat. Sorry, Remember,
1: Ian. We, are, we I, are. I am. I am bearing
0: my soul here, yeah. and you are just having a sneeze party. Um. But so he he talks about having these moments where, you know, he's he's dated around, but he's never really had like a serious girlfriend or serious relationship. And he's still on like OK Cupid at like thirty four, thirty five. And he's thinking like, man, so like this, this might be it. I might just be a hoarder. I guess I should just start killing people. Right. Ha (laughs) ha 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 ha. Um, And I I had one of those realizations where it was like, man, I'm like, I'm like thirty i've been i've been dating a girl for about like a year year and a half now but the way things are right now i don't see things changing dramatically for the better anytime soon uh guys this might be it this 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 might be like this is my life and it's like it's a very sobering thing because as a as an artist and as a a comedian, you, you think like, Oh, I have all this time to be, to be creative and I don't have to like, I can, I can still fundamentally change who I am. And it's like, dude, no, not anymore.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm been, 26. Been... And I'm afraid of that.
0: Oh, it gets so much worse in the next few no! years. Oh, damn it.
1: Yeah.
2: You,
0: you you haven't even begun to swim to swim those waters yet. Yeah. Uh, it gets so much worse. But just like the, the realization like the the airplane course of my life yeah. has been going in a certain direction for thirty years now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and this this special really sort of makes you realize because he does a lot of that analysis of like all the events of his life and all the events of, of Brooklyn during his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's it's not anything that you can easily change. And it's nope. It's not anything, you know, for for me to fundamentally like rip up roots and throw away everything I've been working at 30 years for. I don't, I honestly don't know what that would do to me right now.
2: Mm -hmm. This year is the closest to that.
0: Yeah. 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 So that's, that's my big takeaway from this is just sort of the realization that like, no, like we're, we're, especially, especially now, but you know, me me in five years is where white snack was uh in brooklyn and maybe maybe me now is where white was in brooklyn just because uh the ravages of time have caught up with our society and things are that much bleaker <laughs> all over that it's like no it'd be it would be really hard and perhaps even fundamentally fatal for me to try and like drastically change things at this point so yeah it's wow. uh it's it's a feeling that like I don't I don't, I don't like believing in destiny I don't like believing in fate but I, I do know there are some fights that you you can't
2: afford to waste that much energy on anymore yeah that is the most real and genuine answer and I feel shitty that I'm gonna uproot it with a joke but no please please do I need to So laugh. I'm on patreon and the uh, one of the second questions they ask us is uh, David I need to know because I'm confused. Does our work contain 18-plus themes such as real or illustrated nudity? It's a yes or no. Does our work contain real or illustrated nudity?
1: Well, I believe in this episode I said the phrase dog cum, so yeah. Probably... <laughs> All
2: right, I'm going to say yes, our work contains real or illustrated nudity. I... I believe that is just a weed-out question to make sure you're not trying to do an OnlyFans on Patreon. No, no, OnlyFans was the Patreon before Only... Patreon was the OnlyFans before OnlyFans. So, like, I think it's just a tax thing. Pick your currency. Euro. <laughs> um, David, what could you learn from this?
3: <laughs> oh, that's the thing. You're not going to follow I, it up. I'm you, just like... you,
1: you, kind, you kind of touched on it a little bit, that there's... You can watch this special five times and you can learn something new from it, being in a technical joke writing standpoint or, you know, a major life revelation like Ian had. You you can take away a lot of things from this special. Uh, the main thing that I would want, like a, if a younger comedian was watching it, try to pay attention. Maybe not the first time you watch it. first time you just watch it and enjoy it, but go back and watch it a second time. And if you're planning on doing some of the more, uh, I guess, artistic things, for lack of a better phrase in comedy, where you're going to be doing something a little more unique, pay attention to how it, how you make it fit, how why it makes the, you know, the puppet scenes fit in the special how the themes of the special fit together so it makes a cohesive piece try to pay attention to that and just i mean even if you're not doing the artistic thing just in general try to figure out see what he's doing with the cohesion and then try to figure out how you can make your set a cohesive set as well where you're not going to ha- you're not going to be jumping around essentially between personalities depending on what joke you're telling Right. try to make try to find consistency because yeah. that's one of the things that even though there were so many things going on in this special one thing that never broke was the consistency of it
2: no it was always consistent no matter if he changed without a, a, a transitional sentence or anything everything felt like why and everything felt like with the theme of nostalgia and I guess maybe that's my thing is you know, you don't have to talk about one topic in your set, and in fact, I encourage you that you don't. Um, but sometimes focus on the theme. What am I talking about this set? Mm-hmm. Am I? Uh, what am I? T- like me, mine is I like to do the beginning half is building up what Jeremy is and Jeremy's OCD mindset and my weird mindset, and then I explore it uh, into how that acts in my day to day. And that's how I like to view things when I write a set. And Mm. that's, I think, why it has that theme. And focus on your theming. Theming is just as important Mm. as everything else you do.
1: And I think that Wyatt has a benefit in this special where he can go, uh, you know, he can stray off. Because most younger comedians, anybody who hasn't recorded, you know, their first album or put anything to track like that, you're still at the point where you're introducing yourself and depending yeah. on where you are, even after you, you know, you have an album, so many people have albums, you still might be reintroducing yourself, mm-hmm. but he's, he does have enough fame uh, that he can explore a little bit deeper because people already know who Wyatt Sinek is, but yet he still gives you that, he still reintroduces you in the special, yeah, like right up front, but mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy, what did you take away?
2: That was pretty much why I learned is focus on theming, focus on, and if you can, yeah, experiment. You can still experiment with your space uh, at an open mic, with uh, on a TV thing. Experiment with your, with your stuff. You know, experiment with your settings, with your surroundings. Play with it. Play in the space. You get to control that stage for five minutes. Make something of it. Um, or even like hell we're in quarantine a zoom show does not have to be five comics sitting in a chair t- telling their jokes mm. really you you get you are lucky enough there's a lot of shitty things going on in this world mm. that but you are lucky enough as a comic in a zoom show that you can make anything you want
0: yeah the the best zoom show stuff that i've seen uh, has been like the people who really play up the the angle that it's like oh this is this is zoom this isn't on stage Mm -hmm. i can do a lot more visual gags i can do weird stuff with Mm -hmm. virtual backgrounds if i have the equipment for that um i can do weird like prop stuff that still somehow comes off better than carrot top like it's insane (laughs) the stuff that people are doing i did a zoom show where i literally just like put tinfoil on my head and talked about like the post-apocalyptic future and i was like i've traveled back in time (laughs) from the after covid era uh, we have to wear 15 brands on our bodies at all times, just to to show uh, fealty to the
3: corporate overlords who guided us through the pandemic. Um, <laughs> or you you,
0: you do weird. a whole bunch of weird stuff like that. And the best the best thing about Zoom shows is you can just put your your display name as your Venmo handle, and people will pay. I'll you. I'll show that for this, really smart. You can absolutely yeah, do that's that. Super smart. Uh, Why do not think about that? Yeah, people people been doing it, um, and you'll you'll get paid. And this is all going to be an important uh, bargaining chip for later when clubs try and come back and are like, "Oh, we'll pay you in drink tickets." It's like, nah, dude, I can make thirty bucks from my computer.
2: I don't uh, I don't need you. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that next time I ever get invited to a Zoom show. Yeah, um... dog. But uh, also, yeah, like, I also, even smaller, like, we had Zach Peterson get a corrupted image of Jerry Seinfeld on stage and make that the front-facing thing and his face, like, going in and out of the background oh, amazing. While, while doing very shitty observational humor. Amazing. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> that's, exactly, that's
0: exactly what Zoom shows are for. That's
2: exactly what they should. And you were lucky to be living in this time. Um, and if I, get, if I start making Zoom shows or start doing... Doing a Zoom shows, Fuck it. Make some weird... Show. Oh, do throwing be perfect for a Zoom show. Why didn't I think about this? There you go. There you go. Shit. God damn it. See? It's all coming together. It's all coming yeah. together. Look, look you know, that's, look, it's also look coming it. together because, uh, because Ian uh, brought it up. We have a Patreon now. Yeah. <laughs> See? There's See? nothing on it. Fuck it. 20 tier, I'll make up something. $20 tier, I'll make up something. $10 tier i'll make up fuck it whatever you want i'll make up something but if you want it it's there i guess look at this
0: i've i've been i've been in your life two hours and 15 minutes and uh we've we've had some catharsis and we've made some
2: improvements to your small business if it's there if someone actually does it i want you to know if you've clicked on it, it go it'd be really funny to give me 20 dollars as a goof i'm not giving you that money <laughs> no it's, it's
3: business <laughs>
1: I don't care if you gave it sincerely or as a goof, that twenty dollars is now our twenty dollars.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm using that to buy Mario 3D All-Stars, guys. Hey. Sorry, fucking nerds. But you'll get a I don't know, no, you'll, you we'll don't do get... a Zoom, you'll do a <laughs> Zoom, we'll do a Zoom show where <laughs> you guys get to ask us questions. Uh fuck it, I don't know. Um you but you can also you just
0: can. DM me and
2: scream about it and i will,
0: uh, <laughs> I, I
2: will probably laugh at you. <laughs> uh, you get that clip. <laughs> thirty bucks, you get that clip. <laughs> what do you want? It.
0: Thirty bucks a tirade. That's a good rate. Oh man, I should. Oh fuck
2: it, yeah! No, well, yeah, yeah. We'll do a we'll do a fucking like. Give us something to scream about. We'll do a thirty, 30 bucks.
0: Thirty bucks. We will do a, a half hour tirade of us on a subject of your choosing.
2: <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Hell yeah. Uh, no way. If it's individual for 30 bucks, we're making it per person. No, it's bitty. Uh Anyways. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Ian, um, I have some questions for you as a person. Oh, okay. Sure. Favorite sandwich.
0: Ooh. Okay. So I, D- did you, did I tell you about the sandwich group on Facebook that I joined in radical? Fucking what? <laughs> This is a th- like I said Email you me know. this
3: shit text me this I've, shit
2: Absolutely
1: Jeremy so, Jeremy it, Jeremy your blood pressure spiking
3: again
2: also also you guys are bitching me about my about spiking and that I sneeze you guys do know that I'm the editor and that since this records in different audio waves I can just go on Audacity and mute me or bring me down. It's super easy. You're you're gonna have to bring you down a lot,
0: buddy. Oh yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: I man. do. Always, uh, I always do, and I bring David up a lot.
0: Yeah, it's 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 like doing a podcast at a Skrillex show. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh. So in in quarantine, like back in May, I want to say we uh. A couple of us uh, LA comedians got. Uh, wind of a, uh, a a group on Facebook. It's just called Show Me Your Sandwich, um, and it's a group for people to post pictures of their sandwiches uh, and like just generally appreciate food. Um, and then, like uh, one week in May, somebody posted a burger with a little like Trump MAGA flag in it, and it got flamed to shit in the comments because they're good people.
3: Um, <laughs>
0: So we thought what we would do then like in the 3 days following that we all we all joined the group and started posting like sandwiches that say like in the it's just like okay here's a sandwich i made like a a protein style burger with like a lettuce wrap and some some nice cheese and bacon and a little chipotle sauce uh oh and by the way defund the police (laughs) 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 and because the group is like fifty thousand people mostly from georgia
1: uh people lost their minds
0: (laughs) oh my god amazing uh the good news is that the mods are all mostly uh Good people, and leave all of the like defund the police, Black Lives Matter, pro sandwich posts up, and take down a lot of the like hate speech ones. Um, and then lately, the trend in the group the last like couple weeks has been I'm to. So post, glad I heard that sentence. Yeah, lately the the trend in the group has been to post pictures of a sandwich with like someone's tits in a bikini, as
2: well. So like people need- people. You need to send me to this chaotic neutral group.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely I will. Um, but the thing shit. is, like, so some some woman, like, posted a photo of, like, her and her sandwich and, like, her pet bird and got, like, a thousand likes or whatever. And then some other idiot was like, oh, well, I, I can chase clout with tits, too. Uh, so here's a picture of a Reuben that I made. And then here's just a separate picture of my wife's cans. That I did not ask her about before posting to
2: Facebook. I need, oh my god, that sounds like such garbage. I need it,
0: this. It's such trash. And like my favorite uh-huh. notification of the day that I get from Facebook now is a moderator of Show Me Your Sandwich has deleted a post that you reported. <laughs> <laughs> I get like eight of them a day now. I'm like, huh, this is an upset person who either didn't post a picture of a sandwich or posted some trash to your shit. <laughs> and They just report it to the mods and they delete it. It's great.
3: Oh uh, my god!
2: I've never so been happier.
1: So this is to how answer, America ends.
0: To answer your original question about favorite sandwich, um, I made. Oh, David! How America begins. I made. I made a porchetta the other Ooh. the other week. I
2: saw that on Twitter. Yeah,
0: you,
3: you yeah. did. You work. You did God's
0: work. I made. I made a porchetta like two and a half. Uh, it'll be three weeks ago. Yeah. Like tomorrow. Um, and I'll tell you what, slice slicing that up thin mm-hmm. on, like, a, a toasted roll just with, like, pick a cheese, any cheese, and just a little, like, chipotle sauce on there.
2: Oh, my God, it's so good. If I ever it's- go back to California, the now new thing that brings me hope is I would like to try one of your porchettas. Uh
0: When I can source more pork belly to make some, absolutely. I yeah. still have, like, the, the last, like fifth of this porchetta and then i'm going Um, to costco on monday to try and grab another pork belly because it was like three months before i could even find one and i've been trying to make porchetta since february
3: jesus christ
0: (laughs) i finally Uh, got to make one in in uh
2: late august that looks amazing yeah it looked amazing beautiful it's it's honestly beautiful the skin is crackling it is just it is so perfect. It's
0: really. It's perfect. it's amazing. It takes like six hours out of your life, and probably the smoke took like uh, six years off of my life,
3: yeah. because I
0: have a I have a tiny oven and fat definitely spilled out into the bottom of it and made a little grease fire. It was it was good <laughs> fun. Uh, the cat was not here for it, but
3: <laughs> was it a good
0: sandwich? Oh, terrific! Yeah, so many ter- shit? so uh. many terrific sandwiches. That's
3: Lately, what I've been quarantine
1: used- time has been for. Just making sandwiches.
2: I've been using quesad uh, tortillas in like different ways, like PB and J, like a fried PB and J with a quesadilla. Ooh. Yeah, or just even just peanut butter and honey on a cold mm-hmm. tortilla. It's just a good time. <laughs> um, favorite joke that you tell. Favorite joke
0: that I tell. Um... I think these days, in in light of uh, recent uh, Turfy comings out, uh, it's it's still my my bit about how Harry Potter has always been bullshit.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: because Harry Harry Potter like not only is it written by a, a Turf, but Harry Potter goes to a wizarding school and gets taught magic, but he still needs glasses. Like that's the that's the cruelest shit ever. To teach a kid magic and not let him fix his eyes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which also tells me that in JK Rowling's world, uh healthcare is still privatized. Mm-hmm.
1: hmm <laughs> Well, I mean they're in they're they're in England. That's true. They got the National Health Service over oh, there. Oh man, did
0: did anybody read into like the when, when the Fantastic Beasts stuff started coming out, like, the extra lore of the whole, like, wider wizarding world, and, like, how... are they shit standing up? Ba- they shit standing up, and, like, all of the other wizarding schools are, like, even more colonizing and cultural appropriating oh. than the British
3: school that is, I'll
0: remind everybody, the British wizarding school just, is in Scotland.
2: The Brit- Wait, what?!
0: Yeah, Hogwarts is in Scotland somewhere. Wow.
2: Also, more culturally appropriative yeah. than the British school.
0: Yeah, like the American school just like steals a bunch of like totems from the Iroquois. <laughs> it's bad.
2: You know what? That one sounds right. You know what? It's,
0: uh, it's definitely what the Americans would do.
2: Like Winslow Germain, fans of the show, pointed out, I was like, hey, you know how it's weird in Pacific Rim? All the world comes together and like they make robots that represents their nation and then only america goes what if we named ours after a racial slur and they went <laughs> no that is absolutely american i was like yeah that's all right <laughs> i had forgotten about that biggest bomb ian i mean i i did i did tell the story
3: He uh, did so we, we could skip even. this
0: we drove, we drove up to San Francisco and I found out, uh, like, somewhere an hour before Bakersfield that we were going to be doing a, a competition show that night in a city I'd never been to for a completely strange crowd where I was the least credited person on the lineup. Mm. Uh, and I, I tried to tell, like, my best stuff uh, and I just ate a whole flaming heap of shit because all they really wanted was to see TV comics do jokes about their penis. Yeah. So. Uh, the, yeah,
2: the last comedy competition I did was at a bar, where <laughs> people were on my side. No, there's two comedy competitions where I was. They were on my side, on my side, on my side, and then I do <laughs> one joke about being a, uh, agnostic, and I lose them immediately. Oh wow!
3: And uh, the
0: the other the other part of my bomb that was awful was uh, it was a, a show at a hotel, so there ew, was. Ew. There was, but so they did it legit. There was dinner, like we did. We did get like catered food, and there was an open bar. But again, I was driving.
3: Oh,
0: <laughs> I could not even drown my shit. <laughs> could you eat your shit? Yeah, I right. did. I I ate, you know, a plate of okay chicken. Oh,
1: that sounds about right for catered food. Mm-hmm. Uh. There was
0: a, there was a pilaf with like capers or something i forget
2: i i want you to know if you're booking us uh bookers we will remember not the venue but the food like the main favorite part of third base uh was not just being offered coke and then turning it down and getting a bunch of shots because i thought that was a plus but also they have a great chicken sandwich this top tier chicken sandwich Told you, man. Take the perks. As long as the perks don't kill other people. The yeah. perk was when I said no to the coke. Like, hey, here's some shots, and I went, "All right, yay, yeah, right." I, I was me, like, oh, and then my driver also took perk, were per taking some of those shots, and I went, "I'm gonna overlook this."
1: <laughs> um. hey, it's not um. you getting the DUI.
2: It's not, but I also could be the one that dies. I I think you, you know would who the say bro- that
1: like it's a punishment for you.
2: Yeah, a little bit. It's not on my own terms. Um <laughs> Jesus, that got sad. Um, uh Ian, uh <laughs> why it's next Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh that's not next to this joke, but it's why do you tell jokes?
0: Why do I tell jokes? Yeah. Um I don't know. It's it started out as a, a defense mechanism, uh, yeah. and then I, then I it, it stopped being a defense mechanism around the time my
3: growth spurt kicked in, and I uh, didn't get picked on anymore. I thought this I, was like
2: three years ago. Okay, carry on.
0: Know, you you
1: went it, from the bully to the bully, or you went from the bullied to the bully.
0: Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I I wasn't. I wasn't the actual like ringmaster bully, but I was like uh, crab and or goyle for a time, in school, yeah. just to like survive. It wasn't great. Um,
1: Wait, high school sucks. Okay.
0: That wasn't high. That wasn't high school. We're talking. That was like, yesterday. This was like fourth or fifth grade.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. Well, um, I mean, still. <laughs> uh, then like
0: middle school, I moved around a lot, uh, and humor sort of became my my refuge from like new environments i would just like curl up with the onion or like comedy albums Mm -hmm. yeah Um, I was mad so i sort of i sort of grew up with it that way i i ran like a a little satirical newsletter of my own in middle school in like seventh grade
2: i would pay a million dollars for that
0: i would it's i still have copies of it on the the old desktop at home i think somewhere is uh, it like cringy?
2: Because I needed to be a little cringy. It's
0: pretty cringy. Um, yes. We just like plagiarized some web comics. It was great. Uh, I sold it. I sold copies for like a nickel to teachers.
2: <laughs> to teachers?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, teachers, oh. teachers knew about, signed
2: off, and paid for this. Oh, that's the right? worst I've ever. It was
1: amazing. What do you mean uh, that's the worst? That's the best. <laughs> no,
2: because if someone's seeing a kid trying, going, this is really shitty, here's some money.
0: That's the thing. You got to remember, these are like middle school educators in North Carolina. They thought this was like the
2: best thing they'd ever seen. Oh, my God. I need to see this so bad. They were like, oh, man, this is quality content. <laughs> oh, I need this so bad. I'm going to pay you nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: So yeah, I, I I fast forward. I go through I go through high school. I go through college. I, I think I want to maybe do something that's not jokes. And at the end of college, I realize like the best time I've had is really just with my like improv sketch team and just like doing doing funny yuck yucks. So screw it, let's try that. <laughs>
2: oh, that's great. Oh, that's 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 a great uh Let's also be an EMT and have several
0: real life horror stories, just trying to stay alive. That made this
2: that made this podcast great.
0: But let's let's also just uh, do jokes. Yeah. Do
2: the joke.
1: You you live in a world of contrast, my friend.
0: <sighs> Only way to fly. Yeah.
1: Any
3: new
0: any new jokes you're working on, by the way, Ian? Um, not as such. I mean.
3: Well, yeah.
0: o- outside of zoom shows and my own weird like tinfoil hat post-apocalyptic rants on there um i i basically just sort of haven't done a lot of comedy writing um i mean i've got my own I've got my own projects that are basically just woodshed excuses for me to use up time um i started a twitch channel that's a thing that i do fuck yeah
2: wanna... that leads to the next question is where can people find you if you if you want to
0: see me play video games uh, in a, a mediocre fashion and get angry at it, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitch.tv/watchwithian. That's just watch with Ian, all all one word, but spelled exactly like the three words.
2: Yeah. What are you What are you watching? What are you playing? Um.
0: I haven't streamed in a bit because the, the heat waves in an apartment with no central air make it really difficult to, uh, to stream during those times, but uh, we're going to pick it back up. We have sort of a, a regular thing on, like, the weekends. I like to do, like, a, a small indie game on Sundays.
2: Oh, yeah. What indie game? Uh, it's like-
0: the the last this sunday i don't have plans yet i think we might try into the breach because that was for that was up for free on epic store okay. last week yeah. so we might do some into the breach uh the last one we finished up was star drop which is kind of like uh missed on a, a derelict spaceship
2: okay okay mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool cool
0: cool you can you can go back and watch all of that it's it's a little
2: silly um have you played a short hike yet no no, um, it has graphics that are akin to a DS with its kind okay. of chunky, uh, like pixelated polygons. But you yeah. can tighten it up if you really wanted to. But it has the mechanics of Breath of the Wild uh, mixed with Animal Crossing. It's very chill, very relaxed, but it's really fun. It can be done in like two hours. I will, I
0: will add that to the list. That might be yeah. a thing, be a thing that we could try. Um, we also do uh some some Gun Plus streams if you're into just like chill synthwave music and a a, a white person assembling like gundam models
2: that's the thing that we do.
1: Let him finish stream. his sales pitch, Jeremy. Yeah, the regular weekday streams, uh the
0: last one we were doing was Dishonored a couple weeks ago because I had Ooh. never played that. So we're doing we're doing that and uh, I'm trying to be stealthy, but I'm really bad at first-person stealth games, so I, yeah, just, kind of, really hard. I yeah. just kind of rattle around corners into like three guards, and I have to saber them all in the chest. It's rough.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it, it, it it's fun playing the stealth games when you're not good at stealth. Sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Because it can be pretty funny, but also absolutely. it gets really stressful when you're you when play. you get outgunned. The the uh.
0: The other game that we might be looking into because I, I have some friends who are are playing it and I just checked it out yesterday is a uh, Remnant.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, the I've heard. Yeah, I've heard good things about that.
0: It is a it is a looter shooter meets Dark Souls, so yeah. like Destiny, but uh, really fatal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I dig some of the vibes. Like the the actual game systems themselves are a little simplistic compared to like AAA stuff. But I like the like five hours that I've played off stream so far, so that might be a thing if we can get some people coordinated, or if people want to hop on that and play with me on PC, we can do that.
2: All right. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. Man, that, yeah. those are some great choices. I want to get a stream up, and I don't know what game I want to play if it's not Diablo 2 or Stardew Valley.
0: I mean, both of those sound like decent starting points. I mean, they the are. whole point of the whole point of Twitch is just to be authentic with people. Yeah, that's that's, that's what people use the thing for. That's
3: true. Uh, you can
0: also you can also find me on my my social medias. Uh, Twitter is the most active that I use these days. Uh, I have Instagram, but it is pretty much just for jokes and story feeds now. Uh, if you want to see me p- cook ridiculous batches of pork and lasagna, Instagram's the place for that, I guess. <laughs> um, but everything else is on twitter both of those are just at ian ager so at i-a-n-a-g-e-r yeah you can you
2: can you find me on those yeah um perfect david where can people find you and why can people find you
1: we don't we don't do that in this segment of the show anymore
2: you're right we don't do that anymore um anyways uh yeah everything that's in the beginning but uh apparently there'll be a link to the patreon uh and cameron's video for some reason (sighs) Heck yeah, and
1: yeah. we'll put a we'll put a link to Ian's Twitch channel as well, and
2: to Ian's Twitch. So please send me a link to that so I can watch it and link it up. Outstanding. Um, but also, Ian, again, I think this is our longest episode.
1: We'll we'll see what happens after we cut.
3: Yeah, no,
2: we'll see. even then, even then, trust me, even then, trust me, it's our longest. Um, but uh, it's and it's gonna be a bitch for me to edit, but in a day. So <laughs> it'll be great. There you go. Yeah, um, and it's been a pleasure as always. I enjoy our talks. I miss talking to you. We should talk oh, yeah. more. It's
1: been fun. Yeah, yeah. This, was, um, this was a real, real fun conversation. Real fun.
2: Yeah, um, Def- I'm
0: definitely glad David was here to uh, help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All of the emphasis you're putting on these words are uh, not reassuring. <laughs> No, it's good. Yeah. I,
0: I don't know if I could have pulled him back from the precipice by myself. So, thanks. Yeah,
1: no, That's, <laughs> that's have, pretty much my job here is to make snide comments and then pull him back from the edge after my snide car- comments. I lost and, my like, one so, bit of
2: hope, guys. I don't think you understand. I lost my one, you know, in the future I'm going to do something fun and this waiting is going to be worth it. And then you pointed out how shitty it is and I went, and there's but not even a- but,
0: but but you started a Patreon. So now
3: <laughs> you're like there's
2: <laughs> We have somebody who is just in charge of our social media page and the fact that I did something this big on a whim <laughs> She's gonna get hopefully hopefully she's cool with it, but she might go as like Jeremy, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I'm,
2: gonna to, I'm gonna have to text her. <laughs> <laughs> so promise you won't get mad, mad? <laughs> but my hands were tied i did it for the bit you don't understand <laughs> oh that was great um seriously and have a great one thank you uh and everyone thanks for listening stay safe we love you shaka bro thanks so much
1: stay dope ski slopes